going to remind everyone to go over to HankStrange.com, sign up for our email list, um, look through mm. the menu there. We've got Lola's deal. She puts post daily deals. There's a merch link on there. There's links to all the different platforms that we're on. If you're not, if you can't find a video or something like that, it's probably been removed from YouTube, and we've put it over on GunStreamer or somewhere else. So, check out HankStrange.com for all of that. Um, I think that we're feeding through to the folks out there. I know we've had some issues with YouTube notifying people that we're going live, um, and Lola's trying to work on that right now. So that the folks out there can one smash the thumbs ups and two. You know, share this on your social media. Help us out. That will be much appreciated. I'm going to press the button and... Welcome Boom. back to the Hank Strange situation. You got to tell me Lifestyle. when to hit the jazz yeah. hands, brother. Make sure I'm you subscribe. Typing. Yeah, make sure you subscribe. Thumbs up. Ring the bell so you can be notified. Uh, jazz hands comes right now. There hey. goes the jazz hands. All right. Hello, America. <laughs> That's right. We are live. I hope you got your big girl panties on. This is episode... 534 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. Our special guests tonight are Will Beatty. Did I say it right? Thank you. There yep, you go. You got Will it. Will Beatty. I, don't, I can't even see you guys. I'm, I'm trying to get this link shared out. But uh, anyway, it's a pleasure to be back tonight. Uh, such an honor. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Yes. Welcome back, Will. He's from Bear Creek Cattle Company. And, uh, of course, uh, self-titled, apparently, is what I'm finding out here. Um, internet troll, <laughs> Chris Clovertack. Something like that. What's up, Will? What's up, Hank? What's up, man? Howdy. He's here. He's here dropping troll knowledge on us. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Oh, maybe. Let's, oh. Have some, let's have some fun. I want to have yeah. some fun. Absolutely. Me too, man. I'd like to have some fun. You know, I know lots of people are like down in the doldrums right now. You know, there's some people are spending lots of time indoor. Although, it looks to me like everybody's still getting out and moving around because sun's still shining the sky's still blue all Man, those people that have those people that have room to get out and move around so that's the thing yeah a lot of people yeah. don't have that luxury yeah well you know one right. of one of the things i was thinking about um yesterday of course i'm sorry if i'm not looking directly at y'all for the second but mm-hmm. um you know yesterday i was out working on the farms hey now i can see everybody mm-hmm. um i was out working on the farms and i was riding around and i thought to myself i was like you know if I didn't immerse myself in the news and I didn't know all the things going on, it was it was 70 degrees, it was sunny, it would have been so easy to think, you know, this is a normal day, this is normal life. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I really think that, that that mentally does people good. It, it's, it's a good service. So I think people ought to get out and uh, as much as they can. You know, I mean, I, I understand the social distancing. And obviously, if you'll stay outdoors, there's less chance of uh, – you know, it being transmittable from person to person, just wash your hands and um, be careful. But I think sunshine does people mentally well. Absolutely. Absolutely. What What would you say to that, Clover? No, I'm one of those people that um, I can handle it to an extent with it being overcast. Uh, overcast, mm-hmm. some of the best some of the best weather for, for mm-hmm. creating content but mm-hmm. uh, yeah if it's if it's rainy if it's if it's too bad if i go without sunshine too long i'll start to get depressed mm-hmm. i start to have have some issues definitely mm-hmm. i uh i thrive on and require sunshine for sure mm-hmm. yeah well, that's a proven that's a proven fact for humans uh you get vitamin d from the sun it helps uh depression a lot of arctic climates have a high rate of depression because of that so 
I'm yeah. glad for uh, spring and summer. And I, I think once all the warm weather hits and sunshine comes out, you know, they can mandate whatever they want. But I think people are going to have cabin fever and want to want to get out and rejoin life. Yeah, I think that's uh, so another one of the things that's adding to all of this is the news, for example, although I would recommend folks try to keep up on what's going on, especially sure. locally. But the news just seems to be pounding the living daylights out of people and telling people this is like the end of the world. And, and this is the reason why we've got everyone going out there and buying everything they could pro- possibly get their hands on. Um, and, and obviously, yes, this virus is here. I think it's what killed over a thousand people in America. You know, obviously killed uh, thousands of people around the world. There's lots of people that are infected with it. It's something that we're going to have to live with from now on, right? There's all all this different stuff that's going on out there. But, like, what exactly are we supposed to do about that other than what we're doing? Right now, if we set off all the nuclear bombs that all the countries own on the face of this planet, it's not going to take too long. The planet's still going to keep spinning. The universe is still going to keep existing. <laughs> Life will yep. come back. Civilization will build itself up again. <laughs> well, We're just uh, back here, you know. Jeff, well, the- Jeff Goldblum in uh, Jurassic Park is what mm-hmm. I'm reminded of. You know, life mm-hmm. will find a way. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, and, and the thing is, with, with nuclear explosions, you, you do have residuals and half-lifes and stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, and it, this is a virus. The virus will die. Now, I, I'm definitely not a CDC expert, but I, I am afraid that once everybody gets back to normal life, uh, we're going to have a resurgence because there's going to be one or two people out there that still have it. It's going to start the cycle again. But, you know, what do you do? I mean, we've been dealing with the flu for decades. Um, you know, I do think this is a pretty serious virus, but, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I, I have to agree with President Trump's statement of don't let the cure be worse than the problem. Well, so, and here's the thing about this. This is not the only virus that exists currently on the face of this planet. Okay? There will be other viruses, and no matter what we do, uh, I was looking at, I think that I was looking at the press conference uh, yesterday, right? And uh, I forgot the name of the doctor, but he was saying that, you know, this is going to come back in cycles. So when well, it gets hot... Yeah, this it, when it gets hot, this may go away, but when it cools down, it's going to come back. We're probably going to go through this for years before we fully get a vaccine in, but it's re- it's really never going to go away. There's other things that have not gone away. We've dealt with things like this, not just like in America, but in the whole world. For some reason right now, everyone is getting blown up about it, and of course, no one I don't want anyone to get sick. I don't want anyone to die, but it's a reality of life that people die every day. Right. I mean, so people die in car accidents. People die from um, lots of other accidents. People die of natural causes. Um, All kinds of things happen in the world and people die. On on your point, I did some research just out of curiosity. Twenty two people a day die in car accidents and nobody has stopped driving cars. If you want to know my opinion, the two things that make it different, one, the media, you touched on that. Mm -hmm. But secondly, when you hear of somebody that has uh, been in a tragic car accident, that's not contagious to you. Mm-hmm. And I think human nature is to be selfish. And it's like, oh, my, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in that age group. I'm in that category. I should fear what the media is telling me. Mm-hmm. So everybody panics and, and, 
you know, there again, you, you're feeding the, the flame <laughs> when you turn on the news. It's, uh, it's 110 percent negativity mm-hmm. and it's almost wishful negativity. And I I have my reasons that I that I think that they want the economy to suffer. Uh, you know, and there there may be an element of protection. I certainly think that uh, Trump wants to do the right thing. He he wants to uh, separate everybody, take the take the quick hit, and hope that we can at least handle the capacity and then get back to life as normal. Yeah, uh, were you going to say something there, Chris? No, I think that's I think that's right. I mean, I think once that we deal with this, I think that I think you talk about the economy. That's one of the biggest things that worries me. And I think it'll come back. I think it'll come back quick. I mean, we're not going to be without infrastructure. We're not, you know, it's not like there's, there's going to be total loss and everything. Uh, and to the point of dealing with, with things like this, you know, I read that there is a, a sister strain, I guess you would call it, in Saudi Arabia that comes from camels. Mm-hmm. And they deal with that. It's it's pretty much seasonal, and they just deal with it. The only way for them to eradicate it would be to get rid of all the camels, and I mean they can't do that. So, um, mm-hmm. it's just it's something they deal with. Their their medical personnel over there is used to it. Mm-hmm. The people are aware of the symptoms and how to recognize it and what goes on and what you mm-hmm. need to do. You know, if you have those, and and you just deal with it. And then, so there's there's going to be a certain aspect of that. I think that yeah. that we're going to have to learn over here. Yeah, and, and, and we are going to learn how to deal with this thing just like we've learned to deal with other things. But if we don't actually get about doing stuff, you know, it's kind of that like idle hands, idle minds thing, right? If we leave people in this idle mode for a long time, yeah, we're going to start having – we will have some problems, you know. And right now we don't really have – other than that, we don't really have any major problems other than the ones that we're, I yeah. think, in a lot of ways mentally spinning ourselves into you know um i i think obviously they're trying to slow it down maybe get in front of it and then because you're going to have to let everyone go back to what they were doing oh i think people are going to i don't, I don't yeah. think it's going to be you're going to let them yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, you you hold americans down long enough and uh cabin fever is going to set in people are are capitalists by nature that's what mm-hmm. this company country was built on mm-hmm. and uh, sooner or later they're going to go back to work they're yeah. going to uh, restart life I, i'm going to say early april that that's when people enough will be enough they the risk is worth going back and um yeah i think they're going to going to do that and i'm ready to talk about positive stuff yeah. i'm tired of talking about corona <laughs> corona yeah. you know uh, yeah. every minute of my life you know yeah. i mean it's uh, yeah. They've messed up the beer. Corona, Corona's a good beer. Oh, no. Oh, no, man. They just, look, they dropped the price on it, and I'm scooping that <laughs> stuff up like gold getting ready for the lake. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Next thing is going to be like Dos Equis or something like that. As, you know, as long as it's not <laughs> Heineken, <laughs> you know, then it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so we've got these guys here. If you guys have any questions or things that are going on that you want to talk about. I think we'll be happy to talk about it, but uh, you know, I'm with the consensus here that I'd rather get into some fun cool stuff, you know, if you all have fun stuff that you want to talk about. Um, you know, Will, you've got things that are going on with uh, Bear Creek Cattle Company. You make meat. <laughs> well, so- I, I only I only harvest uh, cattle. I don't I don't well, I guess you could say I make it, but uh yeah, I I, I manage uh the You're a meat for the, harvester <laughs> for the cattle to <laughs> yeah. uh, produce beef. Okay. So yeah, I've, I've got some exciting stuff. Um, okay. 
since the last time I was on the podcast, uh, I, I signed a contract with Shop HQ, which is a, it's a national television network. Uh, I've done three TV shows so far. They're always live. Uh, for those of you that have never heard of Shop HQ, uh, it's similar to other on-air consumer direct uh, home shopping networks. So I go on uh, basically for a few hours um, and uh, uh, we show all of the, the video. Uh, typically, I, fi- I fly to Minneapolis, Minnesota, where the network is is hosted. Mm-hmm. And um, they they show B-roll and, and, you know, just shots of the farm so people can get a true idea what it's like to, to be out on the farm and what it's like for me working cattle and, and raising uh, cattle in a stress-free environment. Then I, I go on air and, and offer them as packages, and we sell nationwide. Um, okay. I started back in, in October of 2019. Um, I, that's when I signed the uh, the contract. And uh, my first show was December, and uh, basically it's been monthly. Uh, I did a remote out of uh, Hollywood, Florida, uh, between Fort Lauderdale and Miami uh, in January. Went back to Minneapolis uh, last month, and I'll be on this Sunday. Um, you know, and it depends on where you live. I always get asked, well, what channel is that on? Um, the, the easiest way to find it is go to shophq.com slash channel finder and pop in your zip code. We're on both satellite networks, direct and dish, uh, as well as all major cable providers nationwide, uh, Amazon Fire, Roku, and there's a, a live stream through YouTube as okay. well. You're for, you're, so you're famous now. Well, I mean, compared no, to us I, YouTube guys, you know. No, no, yeah. I've I've got some other uh, friends in the industry, of course, and some of them pick at me, calling me a celebrity. I don't really like the the term because <laughs> celebrity typically has a, a negative connotation. But I do foresee uh, the brand to grow, mm-hmm. and uh, they're they're transitioning me uh, just from basically representing Bear Creek as the owner and, and selling beef to mm-hmm. I'm going to be an on-air chef. Uh, doing some cooking shows, uh, and yeah, and I was alluding to some of this before we went live, but um, I've got a show coming up with Shaquille O'Neal, uh, cooking with Shaq. Yeah, nice, yep. nice, nice. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. And um, Paula Dean, we're going to do a partnership with her, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited. You know, it, it's it's a new chapter for me, and of course, I still. And passionate about firearms, so maybe I'll make a little bit of profit off of uh, being a TV personality and get to buy more guns and ammo. So. <laughs> there you go. Of course, yes. More badassery uh, inbound. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, That's always exciting. a good thing. Yeah. If you need bodyguards, man, you know, hey. Uh, you know. <laughs> well, you know, that's the one difference in me and a celebrity. I go armed. I don't need armed bodyguards. <laughs> it's a, but I might need some pals, some beer yeah, if drinkers. You need, if you need an entourage or whatever, we'll be like Emotion. entourage except around beef. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, and right now it's um, it's it's really fun. So I also get asked, especially by friends, uh, mm-hmm. what what it's like to be on, on TV and, you know, what that life is like and, and how it's affected my life. It is fun. Um, it, it really spins you up, you know, you fly in, it's lights, camera, action, and being live, of course, uh, everything is instantaneous and, you know, your, your bloopers are what they are, but I've become very comfortable, I guess, being in front of the camera, but it does, uh, raise your adrenaline level, you know, even, even as experienced as I'm becoming, I'm still kind of green and, uh, I learn and improve each show. 
And the funny thing is, when I come back, uh, initially I fly home and it's like back to birthing calves, chasing the bull, something's out. You know, it's like instant normal life. Mm -hmm. And uh, I actually have become to look forward to that because it's kind of fun to just be normal and be uh, in your everyday comfort zone and, and not have everything going on. But yeah. it's, it's a good life. No, that's good. That's good. Stay grounded. Stay grounded. Oh, trust you me. Know, I, don't start, don't start <laughs> like buying gold chains and, you know, expensive uh, luxury cars, you know, and, and yeah. going to the strip club, making it rain. Don't start doing all that stuff. Man, yeah, I was making be... ammo rain earlier, you know. I'm like rapping. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> that's okay. Um, that that's not gonna, you know, that's not gonna yeah, ruin anything. That's that's one of the fun things of living on a farm because it's real life. And like right now, all the supermarkets are out of beef. You know, all of our local supermarkets. And what I've done is opened our doors to uh, providing at a discount product to all the local families. And um, it's kept me really busy. I think we've served over 1,100 uh, people in the last week. And I'm allowing them to come out and buy it at wholesale. Mm -hmm. And it's cool because they're so appreciative that we're there. All of a sudden, I've become the most popular guy in town, but, you know, totally different reasons. And uh, mm -hmm. so, you know, being grounded is easy, man. It's yeah. just a, it's real life that I live. Let me ask. So let me ask you this, Clover, if you've got any questions, uh, feel free to jump in here. Um, so is it now easier to order the beef and stuff like that? Have you figured, cause I know the last time you were on, we were talking about it cause I was trying to figure out how I could get like, uh, on a subscription or something for some beef, Yep. you know? Um, and, and I don't think everything was set up at that point. It, it wasn't. And, and that's one of the huge benefits of selling nationwide. So, uh, when we finish processing now, it's in a package similar to what you would find at any other online uh, consumer direct beef producer that, you know, Allen Brothers, Omaha Steaks, you know, I mean, their whole list of, uh, you know, people that, that companies that people buy from over the years. But mm -hmm. um, so we produce a, a packaged product like that. Uh, we currently offer, you know, just just as a few examples, uh, 420 ounce bone-in ribeyes is a package. Mm -hmm. uh, we do 24 individually sealed brisket short rib cowboy steak burgers, and don't have to say that three times really fast. That's a lot, but mm -hmm. um, that's a package. Uh, and what we have two ways that you can buy it. So obviously when I'm on air, we take literally hundreds and hundreds of orders, and they're sitting in Atlanta in a warehouse at what we call – uh, our 3PL or the third party logistics company. And as soon as those orders come in digitally from when I'm on air, they get shipped out within three days nationwide. Okay. There, there is a push button ready option. You can go to shophq.com and mm -hmm. search for Bear Creek Cattle Company. Mm -hmm. And we have an online store there and it will have all of those packages. Now, the only difference is I did notice that some of them were still offered at a discount, uh, but sometimes when I'm not on air and it's just you, you want to buy in real time, the pricing changes. So, for instance, if you went, I, I looked yesterday just for an instance, um, and if you wanted to buy four 
bone-in ribeyes, the package is two hundred dollars. But when we actually go on air, it'll be one thirty-nine. So you're saving what sixty dollars off of the regular price. Okay. When I'm on air, and it may last for several days afterwards. But I'm certain they do that as incentive to try and uh, focus all the purchases in, into one time frame so that we can get the orders shipped out. Okay. Um, I've got to see if I can get. Okay. I, I I think I just found it here. So I'll pull that up. This is the shop HQ. Um, if you go there and just search uh, Bear Creek, you should be able to see that. Um, Simple and so enough. You're, you're saying that uh, the best thing to do is go through here when you're live, and then mm -hmm. you'll get a discount? Yeah, or, or like it, it, as you pull up the website right now, mm -hmm. you'll notice there's still a number of packages that are at the discounted rate. If you buy the burger package, for instance, I think it's $119 right now, and that, that is, that's 24 five-ounce okay. burgers. And you okay. can take one or two out at a time. It's a, it's an awesome package. I think the short ribs are still on discount. Mm -hmm. um, Asabuco, which is a really cool dish. Um, so you, it's it's cattle shank. And the reason we call it Asabuco, that's a, an Italian dish that was created in Milan, Italy. And um, okay. it's really a, a, a rave in a lot of the five-star restaurants. But it's very marbled. It's a slow and low uh, cut that you want to do over mashed potatoes, risotto, or rice. Um, but that's available on the website. But, you know, there's a number of packages that you can buy at a decent price right now. Oh, cool. Okay. You know what? We're going to have, I'm going to have to find out if there's like an affiliate thing going on here, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we need to. We need Get a to. code well, or something. We can, you know, yeah. we can help out with well, this, you know? Well, I actually, Get you know, in the I, beef I don't, business. I don't know what the, <laughs> I don't know what the, uh, the, the affiliate uh, rebate is, but, you know, I would like to do that with a, you know, I am, as you know, very close friends with a lot of gun tubers and uh, mm -hmm. I support the industry. And the reason being is over the years before I really had made any national name for our brand you guys supported us you know we've been friends for several years uh met at uh, iraq veteran range day mm -hmm. uh, i just did two youtube shows with eric uh mm -hmm. with iraq veteran and that should come out pretty soon oh, um cool. so you know if there's anything that we can do so that you guys can continue to support us but also uh help yeah. you in return that would be awesome yeah this, this is a symbiotic thing here man first of all <laughs> big dude a lot of this bigness is from beef, so yeah, <laughs> Great. might as well Great. get the good stuff. Clover, did you want to get a question in here for Will? Well, I don't know about a question, but uh, yeah, I mean, kind of a topic comes to mind, kind of spinning off what I've heard, uh, you know, the word ground so many times, and I know Will was talking about uh, the stores being dried up and not being able to get a lot of beef, and I, I've noticed that. Uh, somewhat here, I don't think it's as bad in, in my neck of the woods as it is some places, but one thing that I have noticed... Yeah, and you're in Texas, just, uh, sorry. I'm in, I'm in Texas, Yeah, you're yes. in Texas, just for the folks who don't and, know. Um, That's beef country. In, and uh, went into, you know, I've been in several times since all this started to to pick up some, some groceries and whatnot, and what I notice is it seems like with, with beef and with meat in general, um, it seems like the the hamburger meat's all gone. It seems like the steaks are all gone, that sort of thing. Uh, and there's a lot of what I call junk meat. Now, we'll probably can shed a little light of you know, on what I mean by that technically. But um, I see a lot of junk meat still on the uh, on the shelves. And so, you know, I was thinking the other day. I asked my wife. We were in there, and I said, "Hey, do we still got the the meat grinder? <laughs> because we could buy that and make our own hamburger meat. You mm -hmm. know." 
um, yeah. off of that. And, you know, that led me down the road of thinking and, and talking about Will and the, and the farming and the ranching and that sort of stuff. Right now, it's a very good time for folks out there. Uh, you, you've got time, you're at home, you can't do anything else really. Um, to work on maybe gardening, maybe growing some of your own food, uh, to, to go out, to get cattle, to do what Will's doing. That's, uh, expensive, takes a lot of time and effort and land and everything else, but, you know, package of seeds and a, uh, and a little pot and some potting soil and stuff like that and have some type of little garden on the back deck. Chickens. Um, Mm-hmm. Chickens could chickens, chickens could certainly work. You know, you you might sure. you might not be able to do it in a in an apartment or a townhome, but if you have a small subdivision house, they make the little chicken what we call chicken tractors. So they're move they're movable chicken pens. You can put three or four hens in one of those pens and produce your own eggs. So at least you have some kind of protein supply. And I hope that you know this situation. It it has been uh, somewhat of a panic buy on a lot of items. Obviously, toilet paper, bullets, beef. You know, and, and but but the real issue is America is not prepared. I mean, this this is only like a warning shot, right? For mm-hmm. for a catastrophe. What if there wasn't all this panic time to run to the grocery store? You know, and and I hope that people will. Not everybody's going to be prepared, because America has historically had a very short term memory on anything. You know, life's going to go back to normal, and people are going to forget all about well. You know, during the pain, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, but they never end up doing it. Um, but I hope, you know, as a nation, you know, for, for one thing, I hope we get our stinking medications to become produced in the U.S. instead of overseas. We've got critical medications produced overseas, and I'm afraid we're still going to see a bump in the supply of that because there's always the backlash, right? There's, there's some in a warehouse somewhere, but eventually that's going to run out. And if they're not producing it at the same rate, we're going to hit that at some point. So I hope that America globally fixes the problem. And I hope, you know, individuals, you know, to your point, try to become more prepared, you know, maybe have a meat grinder. Now I want to, I want to do a quick note on the junk meat because I want to touch on that. So for me, as a producer, there's really no such thing as junk meat. Uh, I face that a lot when I'm selling uh, beef because it's more of a a lack of education for certain pieces, like how you would cook it, what I can use it for. Because, you know, I can name off so many cuts. You know, you guys may be familiar with it, but I'm sure there's somebody in the audience that's never heard of this. So we've got Terrace Majors. They're little pieces that come from the shoulder. They're like the fillet of the shoulder. We've got culottes. We've got tri-tips. We've got chuck-eye steaks. You know, there's so many little pieces of the cow and and, and uh, even roast. All right, for, for instance, boneless short ribs. People would think, okay, the only way to do that is to uh, cook it as a short rib. Well, they make excellent roasts. You know, I do them in a, in a Dutch oven with a little bit of wine sauce. You brown it first, put a little wine sauce and seasoning on it and slow cook it, and it's fabulous. Even your shoulder roast and stuff, you know, that's not just a wintertime food. If you cook it in the summer, do it in the oven and use it for roast beef sandwiches. And it makes excellent fresh roast beef sandwiches. So, you know, a lot of it is an education. So, And we have hard time. Asabuco, for instance, you know, that's a package that's a slow seller, on, you know, nationally when I go on air. And the main reason, because it's an awesome cut, 
the main reason is everybody's like, what the heck is that? I've never heard of it. I don't, I don't think I want to try it. And nobody wants to get out of their comfort zone. Right. Mm -hmm. So to your point, there's a lot of good meat, uh, available out there. And, you know, we certainly, uh, hope that people will, will utilize their resources and, and make do, you know, here for the local area, we're going to keep them supplied. So there's no ground beef shortage. There's no uh, shortage of steaks. And uh, they keep coming. We keep producing. And uh, we, it's kind of a win-win. Yeah. One of the things I think that's happened, uh, Kovatech, you're right about it. I think we're, 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 we're just spoiled. Very spoiled. Yeah. So that's, and, I, and, and I say that, you know, definitely strongly, including myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all well, of us. People, I think we're all people confuse. People confuse preparedness and prepping with self-reliance two mm-hmm. totally separate things mm-hmm. um, you know i don't grow a garden every year i don't raise chickens i don't but that's something i've done in the past mm-hmm. i know how to do it i know i can do it if i need to do it um, same way when it comes down to hunting and knowing you know what to hunt and as will say it how to how to prepare it where it, i mean if you're starving to death who cares how it's prepared yeah it. exactly you just but everybody it. slap some fire of, on it and some salt and eat it, it. even in a post-apocalyptic situation it'd be nice if it tasted good you know what i mean <laughs> yeah well yeah. you know that that's what i tell all of our customers you know when they're calling and you know we actually, you know, I, I think I mentioned this earlier, but we have a set retail price and, and we reduced it down to wholesale for, for local families. But I told them, I was like, you know, just because you feel like you're in a, a more strained situation doesn't mean you don't have to eat well. You know, we're going to supply you the best. And um, but you're right. You know, uh, you, when you talk about being self-reliant and, and just prepping. So there's a there's definitely a difference in even capacity. So I worry more about the, the truly urban areas Mm -hmm. for guys like me. I've got a Creek that runs right by my house. I have water filters, you know, I've got chickens in the yard producing eggs. I've got obviously beef, like we'd be fine. You know, even if I wasn't the crazy prepper, you know, and, and have a little bit of ammo stored back and a couple of guns and you know, those kind of things. I, I would obviously have more, but a tragic boating accident a few years ago took them. But, but right, anyway. right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's not going to work, but okay. I get it. I get it. Yeah. You know what? I think so. Um, let me see. First of all, let me uh, remind everyone to smash the thumbs ups. Okay. I think that would actually help us out here. Um, I know Lola was talking to the YouTube people, so I have some stuff along those lines. And then there's some other things I see coming up here. Um, one of the things is that I think that we're, we're probably too much using the old school way of shopping for things. And what I mean by that is going out to the supermarket or whatever it is every week and picking up meats and things like that. That's actually old school. I think we probably need to stop that. Everyone can't be a farmer. Everyone can't necessarily grow things and all that kind of stuff, even though you should probably try, try to have your own things. But you can, it, depending on how, how big your home is, and you know, I guess if you live in the city, you can't do this, but for, if you live in a home, you can get an extra freezer, you can buy things from, from places, you can buy stuff from like Bear, Bear Creek Cattle Company and, and store that up. And so when we run into this situation, you won't be standing outside of like Walmart in a freaking line mm-hmm. waiting for food because you already have these things and you're stocking, you're, you're stocking up stuff. And even if things get bad, you should definitely, like everyone out there should have canned food 
where, mm-hmm. hey, at least we could survive on that for a week or a couple of weeks if we had to, <clears throat> even without getting to, like, you know, all the other, like, MRE-type stuff or other dried foods that, you know, people have for emergencies? Well, no, it, it, takes some, it takes some getting used to. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely takes some, some practice and working around certain pay schedules and different things and, and knowing your, your local supermarkets and different places you can go and shop. Mm-hmm. Um, but... There's, I know here, and there's no doubt it's that way across the country. I mean, mm-hmm. heck, they made TV shows, uh, even on one thing I'm about to talk about, but um, is a lot of the sales that these have. So, you know, for us, the, the toilet paper thing hit, right? Mm-hmm. And so I said something to my wife about paper towels. We were in town, and of course, there wasn't any paper towels. And I said, you know, I put the last roll of paper towels out. And she's like, no, you didn't. And I'm like, yeah, I did. And she's like, no, there's two more packages in the closet. Mm-hmm. She's like, they they were on sale when I bought them. So mm-hmm. instead of buying one, she bought three or four or wh- yeah. whatever it was, yeah. right? Um, so when things are on sale and it's it's non-perishable stuff like that, buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, extreme couponing. It takes a little bit of time. But if you're a person that, that has a little bit of time, if you've got a, a couple hours a day or something like that, because it, it does take time to do. My wife did it for quite a few years. Um that they, it pays off in spades to do extreme mm-hmm. couponing, uh, and it's amazing. And it's one of those things where was okay, she, was she ever in a TV show about that? She never was, but oh, okay. she could have. She could have been. Oh, okay. And um, you know, what do you need twenty tubes of toothpaste for? A lot of people will ask that. Well, first of all, it, you you get those twenty deals of toothpaste, and you actually make five bucks off the twenty things of toothpaste. So it would be silly not to do that. And then you've got barter material, you've got things to help out friends and family. Um, you know, people use toothpaste, right? Mm-hmm. Same way with with dish soap or canned goods or yeah. if pasta it does, if or it's not going to spoil. Yeah, if it's not going to spoil. What is wrong even with having it, well, a year supply? Even of it? if it is, even if it is going to spoil, you can trade that off to other people. For other things, right? Mm-hmm. So you you're starting to instill into people the bartering system with, with that. And then when you get into even some of your perishables, I've talked about this before. Dry canning is amazing. I can go and get a quart jar of Cheerios right now out of my pantry that is minimum five or six years old, and they taste no different than the day that we dry can them. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's that's a point that I I wanted to emphasize. So there's mm-hmm. there's short term preparedness and there's long-term preparedness um, because you can obviously put extra stuff in a freezer you you can buy run out and buy cases of toilet paper but there's an end to that like you're gonna run out of toilet paper at some point if they don't restock it and if the power grid goes down there goes all of your food in your freezer mm-hmm. you know and and like in my instance i have a whole house generator and i've got 500 gallons of propane so i can I can last a little longer, even if the power is completely out for a week or something. But even in my situation, that comes to an end. Eventually, you run out. Yeah. So, you I need mean, to- that, that's depending on how bad the apocalypse is. We are not anywhere. We're not even close to an apocalypse, even though we're but all look joking at, around no, and saying that. Look at shot, how close. You know? See, I mm-hmm. think look at how close we actually could be, though. Because we see what's going on with the stores. We see the supply. You know, Will said it. Other people in different areas of the country have heard. Not as mm-hmm. bad as here. But mm-hmm. um, but anyway, you've got lots of things that are dried up. I mean, they're coming in. But at the rate they're coming in, people are buying it all up. Now, mm-hmm. imagine something 
hitting the transit and the transportation side of things, the distribution side of things, mm-hmm. right? On top of the rush for the goods. Then you've taken the situation we're in now, and at that point, it becomes catastrophic. Well, and, and I was awfully wordy with it, but where I was going is some cheap things to have. You know, if you're on a budget, rice and beans. They're dry. They're cheap. You can store them for a long time. And that's not even getting into the extreme of, okay, I'm going to get dehydrated camping food or MREs or whatever. Like, you can buy that at the grocery store, and you get it in five-pound or 20-pound bags. It's a piece of cake. Yeah. Also, let me ask you guys this question. This is something I think is very interesting for us to uh, settle or figure out right now. How many years ago was it that we didn't have freaking electricity? That we didn't have highways and we didn't have tractor trailers bringing stuff in all the time? Seriously. I mean, my my parents were born in those times. My parents were born in the. Well, I mean, so, okay, it depends on where, what part of the world you're coming from and all that kind of stuff. Right. My parents were born right after World War II in the Caribbean. <laughs> so it wasn't – it was electricity and phones and radios and things like that. But electricity was a freaking, you know, uh, super luxury item, you know, radios yeah. at one point. So, yeah, if we go back 100 years, which would probably be what, our great-grandparents or something like that. this stuff didn't really exist there wasn't you didn't have toilet paper like you have toilet paper nowadays people were using outhouses and you know i guess newspapers or something to wipe your butt like none of this stuff was a i'm gonna die if i don't have this i I would say like in little mountain areas like where i live in north georgia you know i'd say 40 years ago people still had out had outhouses and didn't have running water like Mm -hmm. they 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 had running water but not uh, plumbing from a well, you know, they were using what what we call gravity water, it, mm-hmm. which streams comes down from the mountain and it mm-hmm. goes into a pipe into the house. Mm-hmm. So simple. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, when I bought my farmhouse here, uh, the house that I had to tear down because of termite damage. Um, so I've been at my house about 15 years now and um, it had gravity water. <laughs> yeah. A lot of things, I, I think before we get, so if we really want to get like into a super tragic scenario, we don't need electricity or air conditioning. Yeah. Okay. Need? No. Correct. No. We don't need now, it. It's nice. Now, there are, there are some people that do, you know, and that's the tragic, that's where the tragedy comes into play. There are mm-hmm. people that are elderly, sick, health mm-hmm. problems, other things, and, you know, that's just going to be the sad truth that modern modern conveniences is what is prolonging their mm-hmm. their life basically yeah true true and 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 all of that being said by the way shout out i know there's lots of people out there we're ignoring them because we're all up in the conversation i see uh, safety harbor out there um, lots of people shout out to everyone that's coming into the chat please smash the thumbs ups um you know i i don't know i think that i don't want to i don't want to get rid of all these things <laughs> you know, no, I don't, I, like I don't want to not have this stuff, but we Great. haven't gotten to the point with this thing. What this is, is there's a virus out there that is um, easily communicable to other people and very dangerous if we don't have a way to treat it. We're not on top of having a way to treat it, mostly because this thing kicked off in China. They try to go super secret with it. And the rest of the world did not have an opportunity to close down borders and stuff like that. Look, anyone who knows me, I'm not a super Trump fan, but we got to give him credit 
for in the beginning of this thing saying we need to close down stuff and and lots of other people were like that's racist you want to close down things you want to call something this name that's racist yesterday lola and i were looking at um what was i looking at okay you know on hbo there's this documentary about the mcmillions scam that went on do you guys did you guys hear about that you know mcdonald's remember mcdonald's was doing the monopoly thing Remember McDonald's Monopoly oh, yeah. contest that was going on? That whole thing, yeah. someone figured out to, how to scam that. So anyone that won a prize above some fries or a burger was actually, so the people who won cars and houses and $2 million and all that kind of stuff, all scams, all mafia-related uh, stuff. So there's a documentary on HBO. Yeah, it's, a, it's actually pretty. It's actually a pretty cool documentary on HBO about it. Mm. But anyway, I was watching it, and around that time, they had the mad cow disease. And guess what they called it? They called it the British mad cow disease. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, so all of these things that people are caught up in now is the reason why we got into this, right? At other times in the history of this planet, if, if we had like an inkling that something kicked off in China, sorry, uh, travel in and out of China now shut down, right? Yeah. Other countries are going, nope, if you're in China, you need to stay there. <laughs> you know, we would have done all of that and we didn't do it. So we're here, you know, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to take some people. But I really think it's something that we're stressing that shouldn't really be stressed on a level like this. I hate to say this, people are aborting like 150,000 babies every year and no one is trying to, uh, uh, you know, knock down all the abortion clinics and stuff like that. So it's kind of crazy that we're in this state. It's not fun if it's someone that you know you care about that dies in this thing. But we're all we're all we're all dealing with those things. You know, I was just thinking to myself, my mom died at the end of last year, and I was thinking, man, in a way, even though this sounds morbid, I'm glad that that happened when it did because if it was happening now, she was in New York City. It would be impossible for me to go there and, uh, you know, spend that last time with her, right, before she passes. And so it's like but we're, we're all constantly going through tragedies and things are happening. We're living a pretty good life. And on top of that, we, you know, we can actually deal with a lot more than this, I think, as human well, beings. We could be pushed down pretty much really far compared to this. Well, in the in the in the point that I'd I'd really like for folks watching to take, you know, we went down a long rabbit hole of you know how to prepare for the apocalypse, mm -hmm. and that really wasn't the point. Mm -hmm. You know, the bottom line point is it's a proven fact: America was not prepared. Mm -hmm. You can see that by the panic buys. You know, if if you only panic when you don't have it or you're afraid yeah. of it not being there or whatever. Mm -hmm. Now, I'll be honest. I don't know why I did it because I obviously have plenty of ammunition on yeah. hand. But so that's, every, I mean, that's the thing I want to say to you. Like, like, what was everyone buying that we could, like, this, the point I'm trying to make here is yeah. okay, there's this thing out there. What does that have to do with toilet paper or ammo? Ammo, I think, is a result of pushback on government. Government started mandating this, that, and the other. Why sure. was the Second Amendment created? Mm -hmm. to be able to defend ourselves against tyranny in the government. So the government starts pushing down and testing the waters of how, look how quickly the government shut this nation down. 
Mm-hmm. But what was the response? People go out and they start buying the heck out of ammo. That ought to be a signal back to the government. Yeah. If you want to I, know the I also think that it wasn't the government so much on their own that shut the nation down. I think it's the media as well. Well, certainly. well a lot of and a lot of the the firearm ammunition. Let's be let's be honest about this. Is a lot of these cities, counties, whatever, that their law enforcement agencies have come out and said, hey, if you get robbed, we're not showing up. Hey, if you get, you know, if it's... Yeah. Re- really? Yeah. And that's and that's continuing. It's not... Now, but, but, but I me, can agree to that. Me, people are buying it by the thousands. I don't think there's going to be a yeah. thousand people robbing your house. No, but also... But here's the thing, though, about this. I'm guilty, us, too. Us as gun guys, I'm going to tell you this, as a gun guy, as a gun guy, I have not bought... Not one gun, okay, since this thing. I have not bought one round since I this have. thing. I haven't, bu- I haven't bought one round. You know why? Th- because I, I, 2013 is not that far away. It's like seven years ago, sure. Yeah. But, but I, I mean, come on. I've been buying ammo this whole time. I've been buying guns this whole time. You know, we've all of us as gun guys, we know we've seen multiple times over the our whatever our span is in the gun world we've seen like you know we've seen katrina the government no you can't have guns you can't do this so we're not new to this i think where a lot of that's coming from is the folks who are new to this probably a lot of folks that a couple of weeks ago were agreeing with uh the left you know that we need to do something about the guns in america they were agreeing with that and then all of a sudden they were like oh crap and they went out and a lot of us, it's kind of like a knee-jerk reaction, like, oh, wait a second, maybe I haven't. And I'm not trying to come down on you, Will. Maybe you've been busy or whatever and you didn't have everything. But oh, I'm, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure you're set up at any point to <laughs> rock and roll. Yeah, no, it, it, my, I'm a different reason altogether. Mm-hmm. I just, I have an addiction. I have plenty <laughs> of everything, Preach. but there's no <laughs> such thing as too much. And okay. I will say this, I haven't overpaid for mm-hmm. ammo. Okay. I just bought smart. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I could use an extra thousand rounds of this caliber and I could use an extra thousand rounds of that caliber. And I wanted to make this point to the audience because obviously uh, most of the audience that watch are gun enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. And they're seeing the ammo shortages out there. People, ammo is out there, and mm-hmm. you know, in the common calibers, seven six two by thirty nine, two two three and five five six. Um, you know, na- name your caliber. Nine uh, millimeter. If you if nine you millimeter, know. it's out there, and it's mm-hmm. out there at regular price. What I advise you to do is go to some of the YouTube gun channel uh, Facebook pages, the Hank Strange page. Well, maybe the, not Facebook because that's why they're deleting us. Oh, okay. Well, I, yeah. I, I follow Mr. Gunsinger <laughs> as well. Yeah, and, and, yeah. And he's, I know. A, he's a personal friend of mine. Right, but, mine too. But I, but I, but I still support his channel, mm-hmm. and um, it just it it gets me every time because I see a deal on ammo, and I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't really need it, but and I buy it anyway. Right. So I'm a different yeah. story altogether. But mm-hmm. I wanted to tell people go go to find the the locations. Uh, you know, support Brownells. They, mm-hmm. they typically have some great deals. I found some great deals on Academy Sports lately, mm-hmm. um, $5 flat shipping. And you can also go to uh, ammoseek.com, search by caliber, mm-hmm. and it will give an updated. I think it's updated every 15 minutes of what ammo is in stock and uh, the price per round so that you know you're mm-hmm. getting a good deal. And now that I give out all my secrets, the it's going to be va- <laughs> I vapor I don't think it's player. that big of a secret. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't think it's that big of a secret. Uh, but 
By the way, it must uh, be the sun. Yeah. So I know Facebook. We're 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 getting kind of smacked up on Facebook. Even when we were talking last week to Guns and Gear, he says he's there's certain things like we're, I'm using Twitter for a lot of that mm-hmm. stuff because I, I don't think Twitter's coming down. We're using Minds as well. There's some other places out there that you can actually put up links related to firearms. I'm well, not in, selling anything Instagram like that. Stories. I, yeah, I see stories. a lot on Instagram stories, you know, swipe up, the deal will be yeah. there. So, you know, there's yeah. still some ways out there yeah. to yeah. get it through. And that's why we're doing like everything. You can find everything from us on our .com. And there's this weird thing going on. Um, I think uh, I think Corey Williams shared this with me. And let me see if I could uh, let me see if I could throw this up. So this is about um, the Carolina Gun Company. Wait, hold on a second. For some reason, I cannot share my phone. I got to figure out why I'm not able to share my phone. Anyway, so on Facebook, you'll uh, Facebook is about to delete the Carolina Gun Company. And the, uh, the message here says, hi, your page, South Carolina Gun Company, is scheduled for permanent deletion. <laughs> After March 28, 2020, you won't be able to access the page or any of the content you added. And it goes on. Um, I never got a warning like this, but they deleted my Facebook page, by the way. Are you sure that what he was... What they received is legit. I've never heard of a warning. They usually just take you out. Yeah, I've never. Yeah, I've never seen that either. Um, so, I mean, I'm getting someone sending this to me right now. There's a lot of weird stuff going on, without a doubt. Lola sent me a message here. I think she was talking to the YouTube people because when we go live now on YouTube, um, it's for whatever reason people aren't being notified, even if they rang that bell. So, whoever she was talking to. Uh, so it says, uh, the guy says, uh, I would like to kindly inform you that our automated systems are meant to flag videos and or streams they think are uh, violative until human reviewers can take a look. With fewer people to review due to COVID-19, we're being extra cautious with flag content. It may not show up on search, on the homepage, or in recommendations before it's reviewed. So that's basically what's happening to us. We are Let's like say, they're, they're like admitting that because they don't have enough people there. So what was happening with me before? And YouTube's told me this, that they're specifically watching me. So I'm flagged content. And the reason why it's not showing up right now is because there's no one there. So they're not going to let it show up until someone's able to come through and go, OK, this was fine. And then let it go. So maybe other people aren't in that, which is awesome for you. I hope this particular thing does not wind up happening to you. But us, because they watch us. <laughs> I guess because we do this often, um, that's why we're in this situation. So, well, the thing I've never understood, you know, it, it's it's selective censorship. Mm-hmm. They're definitely targeting liberal valued uh, tactics. So it, it's it's just guns, you know, mm-hmm. because don't give me that, you know, it's violent content or mm-hmm. you know it's it's this or that. I see the other stuff that gets through my feed all the time. And all we do here is talk. All we do here is talk. We do. We used to be able to show guns. We cannot even show guns when we're live now. So uh, I don't know. I don't know if you're aware of that because I brought a cool one. So no, you can't. We can't show any guns. No No problem. No, we can't show guns while we're live. (laughs) And we and that's been going on since when Clover Uh, beginning of the year, right? Since January or was it the end of January? Something like that. December, December 15th, I think, or mid-December. Yeah. So why Uh, would we be in a flag thing if all we're doing is talking? Yeah. You know, but. Yeah, it's crazy. um, (laughs) You know, that's Uh, just the situation that that we're dealing with. 
varying yeah. varying factors from audience participation to mm-hmm. what the algorithm thinks because certain words have said so many times to mm-hmm. you know any number of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely I, I'm 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 not on either side of the fence really when it comes to what YouTube does. YouTube mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day does what's in their best interest monetarily more than anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do know genres across the board, niches across the board that are, you know, you get on, do a search, and you'll find it. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's not hard to find to do, uh, you know, YouTube's screwing us over or something. And Mm -hmm. and look at the various niches of people saying exactly what they're saying. Yeah, Yeah, I I don't think it's just because we're done, guys. You know, so, you know, the, the... the argument that it's, they're just doing it because we're gun guys is it's all right there if you if you take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. So what's the bigger issue? And I mean that's what we've got to look at is what's the bigger issue as far as the live thing. Here's what didn't make any sense to me. I, I had three conversations with YouTube over mm-hmm. the um, over various things, but it it's all started with the whole live thing. Wanting to understand mm-hmm. that, and what I couldn't make them understand is I get their point. I get. The, what they told me was that they had the the couple that had the the fifty Desert Eagle that was going to stop it with a book or whatever. They've got uh, these mass murders and and things that are going on that they live stream and they don't want any of that. They want to be able to curtail and, and have an algorithm and things in place to shut that down. And what I could make them understand was that those of us, the people that are doing that. Do not have a firearm-related YouTube channel. Right. We're not the people that are the people that are doing that. We handle these things every single day, multiple times a day, mm-hmm. safe, safely. We talk about safety. We preach safety. All of this stuff. We're not the people that are at well, risk for doing they don't, this. I don't think they, they care well, about remember, that. Remember the whole. And they the told whole... me what they mm-hmm. told me was that they get it. But right now, there's no way to, to for algorithms and image recognition and stuff to discern. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then my next question to them, which was a little bit optimistic, was, okay, what as technology improves and you're and we're going through fixing to start having the self certification uh, part of the YouTube Creator Studio where we self certify our content and all this other kind of stuff. And if we're not truthful with that, they're going to ding you for it. So when that becomes available to people that are creators, you better not lie on it. Um, but once that's available and image recognition and all this stuff gets a little better, you know, my, my direct question was to them was, do you foresee a future where live streaming things like that uh, will be possible again? And my, my thought process behind this was those that live stream competitions and things like that. I said, you don't realize there's a huge swath, at least within our niche, that live stream their competitions and stuff and you're completely shutting all that down and that's educational and it's 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 awareness and it, it's promoting sports i said for goodness sakes you, you so you can't even live stream the olympics now apparently right you know and it clicked when i told them that and they said yeah as things get better we'll be readdressing this and you know hopefully be able to figure out a balance between we want to protect our rear ends and we want to allow as much freedom on the platform as possible. 
I, I don't have a, a direct dog in the fight. I don't have a YouTube channel. But being a, a firearms enthusiast, it's a great educational tool for me. You know, I, I own a number of firearms, and so many that occasionally I forget how to take one apart. And I'll, I have to go back, and I'll, I'll find a YouTube video, and I'll refresh. Oh, all I had to do was push this button, and the bolt would slide out, or, or whatever the case may be. But but I'm afraid that, the, you know, it's just like, uh, let's take the Democratic Party. You know, originally they wanted uh, common sense gun laws. They wanted to start a conversation, and that's gone all the way. It's migrated to where the gloves are off, and they say, hey, we're coming for your guns. You know, all the— all the smoke and mirrors is gone, and I'm afraid that YouTube is going to have a continuous progression, as as are all social media, Facebook and Instagram. And, I mean, it's just going down the list. I'm afraid it's going to be a progression, and they're hiding behind the cloak of the inability to filter it. Uh, but, but I'm afraid they want them to mm-hmm. go away. Yeah, um, I think that I would probably uh, side more with what Will's saying on this. Although I understand exactly what you're saying, Clover. I don't think technology is going to make this any better so far as YouTube. I think ultimately here, they don't, it's not just us for sure. It's not just us as gun guys. There's lots of other people. But for the most part, you can also look right now on YouTube and see lots of questionable things being played on YouTube with advertising. So I think that there's a, there's a certain camp of people that they're 100% okay with these people being on there, and they're not going to put any of those same restrictions on those folks who are, who are um, in that camp. And us, they're going to do it because they have an easy excuse of, oh, we don't really have the technology. We have to do this. I think over time, as the technology gets better, it's going to get worse for us. Um, I don't want to not be on YouTube, but I would like to see an alternative pop up where I could go live and do this because I think, you know, this is a good thing. Other than this, I would just have you guys come in here um, through Skype and we would talk, but but I think there's an element of the folks out there being able to see and communicate with us and ask us questions and the give and take that's really important. And I think probably we need to find that off of YouTube and then use YouTube and all these other platforms for whatever we can but build our our niche uh somewhere else well don't those exist no (laughs) that's exactly what i was fixing to say so in order to exist they have to be tried Mm-hmm. And then in order to exist, once they're tried, they have to get support. And I'm talking mm-hmm. to everybody out there. Hank, you know how I many he's watching. I'm looking mm-hmm. in straight in the face of every one of you people. If you're not over and sub to me and Hank and, and whoever else on GunStreamer and promote, promoting that platform, you're just as much a part of the problem as you are anything else. I built a platform, paid for it out of my own pocket four years ago, five years ago now, when Facebook come down with their thing and they said, okay, all the gun groups are gone, you know, no selling, no eluding to selling on, on Facebook, this, that, and the other. A month before that policy went into play, I had a platform in place. Three years later, I had to shut it down. Why? I got no support. And without support, without people on the platform, without people viewing, without people seeing ads to be able to sell advertising and all of that stuff, you can't do anything. Gun streamers facing the same thing. If people are not going to go over there and use the platform, then they need to they need to shut so, up their cropping. 
And, yeah. and, and, I put, and I put my money where my mouth is, just so you know, and I don't know if I talked to you about this, Hank, or not, but mm -hmm. at SHOT Show, I promised Austin and the folks with GunStreamer that I would do GunStreamer-only content. I would start doing it. I have three episodes up. The only place you can find those is GunStreamer. So I put my, my time where my mouth mm -hmm. is anyway, not necessarily well, my money. Well, and, and I encourage other creators to maybe do the same. Yeah, your time is money. That's valid. Well, and, 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 and I, I think that's one of the problems. Mm -hmm. So right now I can think of three uh, main platforms. you got Full30, GunStreamer, and YouTube. The problem is YouTube, although they're demonetizing, these guys that have, you know, 200,000 to 2 million subs, it may not be they're getting revenue from YouTube, but they're, they're gaining sponsorships. And I understand, but that reality is what it is. And and there, a lot of these guys are putting videos on the other platforms, but it's hard to make the jump. Yeah. And I don't know how you ever so, get. The here, here's the thing. Until YouTube shuts down, I guess. Yeah. The only the only full fledged platform we have right now is YouTube. Okay. There is GunStreamer, and the GunStreamer guys are making a very valiant attempt at this. The problem is that they cannot get the rest of the industry. And the rest of us on board, you know, so that's the big thing, I think, going on with GunStreamer. We all need to get on board there. I think that goes back to the to the whole theme of what we're talking about here. Most people, gun guys, gun industry, gun manufacturers, whatever, we all wait until the apocalypse before we do shit about this kind of stuff. So no one's getting on board with GunStreamer right now. The way that I see it, uh, I'm, I'm thinking Clover would agree with me on this. Uh, when it comes to Full 30, I hate to say this to you, but Full 30 is basically a ghost, okay, or a zombie. That's not actually a full functioning platform, uh, for, for my knowledge, okay? Um, I don't. I don't. I've. I get really good view ratio and everything else. It's there. Again, it's there. I, but there's no people the behind difference. it. Well, here's the uh, difference. Well, I, between I don't me. know. I mean, you got some of the bigger gun tubers. You got no, no, no. military not, arms not, channel. No, for Max. Oh, Max. Viewers. Max. Max yeah, so first Max of all, funny. Max sold out his interest. Whatever ownership he had in Full Thirty, he sold that, and, and he announced that to people, including here and on the podcast. He spoke about that. He is not an owner. Um, he may be he may be putting up videos there. I don't know, and I know that like IV and other folks put up videos, including me sometimes. But Hickok. yeah, but really and truly, there's there's no one over at Full Thirty that's talking to anyone. There's probably people there. There's someone who owns Full Thirty. Oh, understand. There's, there's understand. someone behind it. Yeah. They're not talking right. to anyone. They're not telling anyone what's going on. I definitely don't have a clue of what's going on over there. Yeah. And I probably know a little bit more about Full 30 than most other people out there. Yeah. Right? Well, well I mean, you need a support Full 30 system has, to build it. Mm -hmm. Full 30 has swapped hands since since Mac, since Mac kind of yeah. has stepped down from being the face of it, let's say. Um, I think Full 30 has actually sold more than once since then. There's um, a whole, so there's a whole bunch of too. stuff. Yeah, there's a um, whole bunch of stuff spinning around that. The, pro the, the problem is, I had I had contacts there, right. and you're right. I, I don't anymore. I mean, mm -hmm. I've got I've got contacts on the forum side that supposedly no contacts on the platform side, which the forum and the platform is two different things. But here here's the thing that mm -hmm. that what I wanted to say before we got off topic was that 
full 30 the platform and full 30 the forum work in conjunction if you're mm -hmm. a creator that actually engages with your audience and enjoys that community aspect of things now if you got millions of subs and you ain't got time for that whatever and you just make content and throw it up hey great that that's fine i don't operate like that i love that aspect of it mm -hmm. and so that's where just kind of where will was talking about earlier they that's the difference between and not in a bad way, but that's the difference between full 30 and, and gun streamer. I think gun streamer is the more robust platform for video hosting, but I think full 30 offers that community sense with the forum side of things. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. Um, <laughs> cause I'm trying to avoid, cause there's going to, you know, if people, if people uh, really, if we get into this, there's going to be people that get mad. I don't. Yep. Th I think there may be someone who owns Full Thirty, and that person may even have money. They don't actually have any kind of desire, or they're not putting any effort into doing anything with Full Thirty. The the guys at Gunstreamer, uh, money wise, I think they are right now, like you said, Clover, burning through whatever money they have to keep Gunstreamer going, hoping that. At they survive up until the apocalypse that we're all freaking waiting for before we do something here and 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 then that comes back to them statistically that's not actually going to happen they're going to burn through that money and those and these things aren't coming together so if you've got someone over here that maybe has money on this on the full 30 side but they put it into full 30 because they think that has a name and there's something going on there although full 30 never got any kind of apps you know, there's a whole bunch of things that they were never able to do, and and gun streamers doing those things. Somehow we have to come together, put the money, put the people, the industry, whatever it is behind it, the big uh, gun corporations that exist here, and and get something going. Because yeah. if we if this burns down and we hit apocalypse and we're not ready, most people, big and small, are going away. Now, are the big guys? like my friends at Iraq Veteran or Hickok 45 or any of those guys, Demo Ranch or any of those guys who are big gun-related YouTubers going to go away? No, they're not because they are big enough to survive this. Okay, I'm not saying they don't care. I'm just trying to tell you the reality is they're big enough to survive it. They have a big enough following and all of that kind of stuff. But it's just like we're talking about medicine. Those of us who are smaller, we, we're, we're the people coming up behind them. If we, if we get, uh, we, like, if we get uh, deleted in the, in the midst of all of this, you'll never have alternatives to those guys. You only have those guys, and if they decide they don't want to do this anymore, then you got nothing. Right? Now, but we're not, we're not doing anything about that, uh, and, and we're, we're just all sitting here on the fence, staring at each other, and no one is doing anything. To your to your point of full thirty and the apps, okay. Mm -hmm. My little platform that I I did, which was had a similar feel to Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. To try to drop the the gun people off of Facebook over there to do their private transactions, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. um, I had apps, Android and Apple, with that out of my own pocket. Mm -hmm. um, apps are not that difficult to do, and I'm not taking anything away from gun streamer and saying that they didn't spend a bunch of money with development or whatever. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I have an IT background, and that helps. Um, but it does speak to your point about Full 30 and why haven't they? They've been around so long. Why haven't they jumped into the app market? They've got to see that mobile traffic's where it's at. 
You know why? I'm going to tell you why, man. In this industry that we're in, as well as a lot of industries, there's a lot of freaking fake it till you make it bullshit going on in the world. And most people just don't realize right. that. Okay, unless you get in on the inside, people don't realize that. But if you're on the inside, like, Will, you know about cattle, raising cattle, etc. If you come across some dude that's just playing cowboy, it'll, it's not going to take you long to figure out this person's full of shit, right? Oh, we got we got farms <laughs> that distribute to restaurant in Atlanta that don't exist. They yeah. operate out of a warehouse. Yeah, so there's a yeah. lot of that going on in the gun world. <laughs> Sad. There's a lot of that going on in the gun world, and there's a lot of that going on in people who supposedly a platforms so the you know all of this is is what's leading to it there's not actually like we're not very organized in the gun community we're not very organized because we're, we're independent typically alpha male type people everybody yeah. wants to do their own thing everyone wants to lead nobody wants to follow no one wants to be told and most of us work and don't <laughs> yeah, have time do. to protest and all the other stuff that yeah. the other side so, does so we are not organizing and we're not building anything and we are not prepared like we're talking we got all the guns we got all the ammo we got training all of that kind of stuff and something that's very important here, real world, for the hearts and minds of what we're going to be fighting for, we don't, have, we don't have any access to that. And that's why like, I feel like YouTube and these other social medias, they are never backing off of this. This is their way to do what the politicians can't do on their side, right? Yep. They know the politicians on their side can, are, are not effective enough fighting against the Second Amendment. And so for us, we're fighting for it. And we're not even trying to have the right tools to, to, to win that fight. Well, it's the media in general. Mm -hmm. The media in general is fighting this fight, and it just plays over into social media. It's the mm -hmm. same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me see. Safety Harbor, I'll just get his thing in here from Walter. He says, if YouTube turns off the money, it won't matter how many followers you have. Most of those followers don't buy anything or watch from some gunless country. That's from Walter. Um, well, yeah. Depends on, yeah, bigger channels, there may be a good percentage. I don't have a very big percentage from another country. Yeah. Um, but, and, and this is this is just so weird and crazy to me that we don't, you know, we don't actually in any way try to organize this. And we could. You know, we could. Like, I've spent a lot of time trying to talk to people and do this. And and, and what I've come to find, it's a total waste of time. It's well, a, a lot of this is like what happened with the NRA, in my opinion. All of us abdicated our responsibility to fight for the Second Amendment to the NRA. We sent them money. We said, oh, NRA is awesome. And we did all that stuff. And then we got, we got caught out there, right, with our PPs in the meat grinder when it, it actually came time for them to do something. And by the time we found out about it, oh, these guys are living the high life. They're flying around in jets, buying suits, doing all kinds of craziness and not fighting for the Second Amendment. And this is the, this is the same thing happening here when it comes to this type of thing that we're doing where you're in Georgia, you're in Texas, I'm in Florida, the folks out there are all over the country. And this is actually going to go away because we're not gonna really do anything about it yeah what about gun owners of america because I, they, they don't you have know, the resources you, to do this before before you mentioned the issue with the nra that was my first thought was trying mm -hmm. to get an organized group that already exists to lobby mm -hmm. on the behalf and i guess unfortunately the nra is the only one with the power 
to do that. They just weren't successful in mm-hmm. supporting. To lobby uh, on the behalf of what? Of the Second Amendment or for the gun guys? Well, both. Okay. Be- because, but yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, those groups are already out there lobbying on the Second Amendment. I'm talking mm-hmm. about the YouTube and social media, and all those are private organizations. So it's not really a <laughs> governmental lobby that needs to happen, but there needs to be some kind of voice and 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 a, a, a gorilla pushing back against a gorilla. Somebody's got to fight for the for the voice of the channels. So, yeah, and you, and you know who that needs to be? That needs to be everybody. That mm-hmm. needs to be me. That needs to be the makeup channel. That needs to be the car guy. That needs to be the dude doing the cooking show. Mm-hmm. It needs to be everybody that's getting screwed over. There needs to be a, almost like a creator's union, quite honestly. How that's, do you make it? Put together. I don't because, I don't because we can I, always we can always identify the, the problems to anything, but finding the solution is well, the challenge. So here's the problem. It's like the record industry, right? It's like the music industry. When the internet came along, the music industry tried to kill the internet. Right? When they couldn't kill the internet, they decided to own the internet. Co opt That's, that's what we're dealing with right now. The music industry still exists. They just own the internet for music. And that's what we're going through. That's what YouTube wants to be. YouTube wants to deal with those guys and not us, right? Uh-huh. This is this is what we're dealing with here. And if you go back, if you go back here, I started doing this in 2013, right? When YouTubers started getting big and all that kind of stuff. If you go back, that's when the NRA started doing NRA TV and dropping $25 million or whatever they were dropping into it every year. What came out of that? They decided to go that route, and that's all burned down now. That's all money just burnt. And that's everybody's money, right? Yeah, right that's yeah. every, That's all the gun guys' money. That $25 million a year for however many years they did that burnt because they decided they were going to have their own thing and control the message and control everyone that was on there and what those people said and what they did and what they looked like and all that kind of stuff. And so at the end here, we've got nothing. And if we would have taken that money and put it into building up platforms and supporting things, some things would have failed, some things would have gotten better, all of that would have happened the natural Yeah, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of resources. We burned that. That was our money. Yeah. Yeah, we burned through it. It's gone. You know, it's gone. And the best thing that came out of it, I think, okay, we've got some people out there that are pretty big and have a voice like Coleon Noir and some other folks. And that's good. I'm not, hey, I'm not complaining about that. But the rest of it was all nonsense. Okay? And it's pretty much gone and done. And now we, we need hundreds of millions of dollars because that's a fraction of what it takes to do what we're actually really talking yeah. about. We need hundreds of millions of dollars from somewhere in order to keep this thing going where the people, like if we're all responsible for this, we have to be able to communicate with each other. Some of us are gonna be loud mouths like us guys right here. (laughs) And some people will be listening and going, hey, I like this guy, Uh, I'm gonna support, I'm gonna share his message and they'll get it out to the other people and all that kind of stuff. But we are gonna lose this ecosystem that we have and the other side knows this. This This is the thing to me that is really important for people to understand. The other side knows the power of this and they are taking it away from people. I've just like seen that so much. Uh, I had arms list on, arms list on Instagram and IG. They still exist there because because uh, the owner is a lawyer and he's fought all this stuff 
all the way up to the Supreme Court, right? So they don't want to delete him straight out. So you know what they do? They just shadow ban him. If you try to go on Facebook and do at arms list or send a message or something like that with an arms list link, not going to happen. If you try to do that on Instagram, not going to happen. Well, I've noticed what's that the point with of being YouTube. So, so I've got you know a very small Facebook, uh, even for Bear Creek Cattle Company at the moment. I think I've got about nine thousand or something uh, people on there. But um, you know, any link, you know, and it could be a, a big gun tuber. You know, maybe it's a video that we were a participant of or something I liked, and I try and share it. Mm-hmm. I get no people see it that's that's to everyone i mean i'm talking to i'm talking to big companies i'm talking to big companies that have hundreds of thousands of followers on facebook and they say you know what we put up a post if we're lucky we get a thousand views yeah (laughs) they've got hundreds of thousands in some case millions of followers so what is the point of those things i'm not saying that we shouldn't be on those things practically i believe hey i'm going to try to be on everyone that i could possibly be on youtube yeah. for all this time i've built up my facebook page i think it was like seventeen thousand followers they deleted it i started another one i'm at 200 right yeah. so i'm back to zero after doing all of that and i'm still there doing it I'm, i want to stay on those things so that that's the big pool picture, right? That everyone's saying that this can't just be a gun thing, the big pool picture. But we yeah. need our own ecosystem where we could easily get up on there, talk about guns, throw up links, do whatever we want to, say whatever we want to within reason if we're not hurting someone or breaking the law, you know, and, and be able to communicate and get it in our own ecosystem. And then whatever they allow us to put up there, we go, we put that up on Facebook and all the other places. But it's not, you know, I, I, I've been saying that until I'm blue in the face, which is, you know, it's kind of difficult with my face. And it, no one's listening. No one's listening to that. Uh, <laughs> no one's listening to that thing. So what I'm trying to do is just work on my own freaking dot com. You know, yeah. and it's too bad. It's too bad because we're actually gonna uh, we're actually gonna lose that. John Crump is saying that there's a billion. He says you have a billionaire that watches your show. I don't know. Yeah, if if that if that's true, dude, whoever that billionaire is needs to uh, you know uh, piss or get off the pot right now. And uh, Crump himself says Hank pissed off someone at Facebook, and that's the reality. If you noticed, there's a lot of people that they deleted their page and they gave it back to them we were able to get their pages back they won't give me my page back you know so there's something over there that they're like yeah this guy we're not giving it back to him so and 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 it's fine right because that's it's not just me that's happened to lots of different people in lots of different places it won't be the end eventually they're gonna just slow cut us and we're all going to wake up one day and go, yeah, it's funny. We used to be able to go on social media. <laughs> well, and it, it, it happens, you know, of course, Facebook owns Instagram, but um, Bad Element Company, I, I bought some, oh, man, the dude creates some awesome custom AK mags. So that's a free plug for the guy because he's re- rebuilding his Instagram. Bad man, Element? Like, yeah, Bad Element Co. Okay. Okay. He had like 25,000 or something mm-hmm. uh, followers, and he's a good dude. He's a veteran. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like a blink, man. Boop, mm-hmm. He was gone. Mm-hmm. It took them all, and, and now he's got you know there again just a few hundred. You know what and was I, the big travesty? We all stood by. That happened to Alex Jones. No one. I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but we're all over it now. So, and what I'm saying to you, I know not everyone likes Alex Jones, 
but it's the principle principles of the matter. Yes. <laughs> Alex exactly. Jones got across the board yeah. deplatformed, and we all let it go. That's exactly what I said. That you got to have everybody from every niche, and and here's the here's the problem with that is it's it's a bigger picture issue that people have got to be able to put everything aside everything into little boxes and store it away except for freedom of the platform hmm. and you know regardless of what you think politically or anything else socially or anything else hey we're here everybody should be able to get on these platforms and do what they want to do as long as it's, it's legal and above board they should be able to get on these platforms and do what they want to do and everybody should you know it's going to require everybody coming together in that capacity and i and People have their biases and their hatreds and their personal whatever opinions mm -hmm. on this, that, and the other. And and I mean, look at look at even we talk about divisions in the firearm community. Look at divisions in the creator space. There's even more when you start adding mm -hmm. in all of these other niches, right? Mm -hmm. And it's so how do we how do we rise above or overcome those divisions for a common good? I don't know the answer well, to that. Well, and and remember. Um, so the, the Second Amendment is, is a constitutional right. It's not, I'm not saying anything that everybody in the gun industry hasn't already said. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm a beef producer. I'm also on national television. It could be perceived as risky to put pictures of firearms or talk about guns or announce that I'm going to be on a gun podcast. Mm -hmm. I don't foresee it that way. You know, I, I don't think, you know, people make firearms political firearms are not political Shouldn't and, be. and that 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 second amendment right applies to everybody of every race mm -hmm. gender the entire you know entire country whether mm -hmm. you're whether you're a democrat or whether you're a republican you have the exact same right yeah this the so constitution I, I should never be a constitutional right right the constitution exactly the constitution should not never be up for political debate Shouldn't. Right? Shouldn't be. That shouldn't and, be and a political. We could politically the, debate a bunch of other stuff if we want to, but nothing within the Constitution is supposed to be up for political debate. Yet here we are. Yeah. Well, you don't hear anything about the 19th Amendment. You know, that, that was the amendment that allowed ladies to vote. You know, nobody's trying to take that 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 right away. And and I I would wholeheartedly uh, be against any revision to that because I do believe that you know empowerment of women is is continuing to be the future. Um, but but that's just a point. I'm taking an extreme analogy to say you know these all there's a reason that that it was the First Amendment and then the Second Amendment you know and mm -hmm. and so forth and so you know it it wasn't the Twenty Second Amendment. It's mm -hmm. the Second Amendment. Well, I don't. I don't have a problem. I don't like the 17th, for example. I think that needs to go bye-bye. Uh, I'm all for signing a petition. If somebody's got it, I'm all on board with uh, that. Just refresh uh, our memories on what the 17th is. Popular election of senators. Okay. Um, so there's there's nothing inherently wrong with I don't agree with this thing in the Constitution and it needs to go bye-bye. Mm -hmm. The problem is there is a structure and rules by which you deal with that. And it's not by circumvention via private companies. It's not by circumvention through the court system or um, legislative process or executive regulation. It's by changing the Constitution. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Well, okay. 
So I, I put up a post uh, that would be coming together tonight, mm-hmm. and my, my post specifically said we're going to talk about firearms and shenanigans, and we're going to have some fun. And we spent the majority of, of tonight talking about the apocalypse and some well, negative. I mean, yeah. Neg- I mean it is constitution. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, constitution. We, can't, we can't control where we talk. I mean, this is one of the things I think that we can have all the plans that we want to, what happens, especially in a format like this, and I think it's the reason why it's so powerful, right, and why we shouldn't let it go, is that we are free, we are free-forming our conversation here. Sure. You know, and sure. we're talking about somewhere in the back of our minds, whatever is really pressing on our minds is what we're talking about. Um, and we should be able to do that, and we should all be able to say what we think and argue with each other and have these conversations and, and, and help other people have those conversations at home in their minds and, and think about it, let it get into their, to their brains and percolate in there. Uh, but, and this is what, you know, this is what people are, are trying to, uh, it's a dangerous thing, man. It's a dangerous thing. Yeah. People have been trying to stop that from the beginning, you know. Well, I've got a couple of, I've got a, you know, and this may be something that doesn't uh, take us long off topic. Is is this a shenanigans or a gun? No, it's a gun, man. And and a little bit of shenanigans. As long as you don't show it, as long as you don't show it, it's all good. If (laughs) you have pictures on your IG, I'll go to your IG and throw up the pictures. No, no, actually, uh, I I was going to pose a question to you guys. And if you Mm -hmm. don't have anything specifically to to share or or whatever, I've got Mm -hmm. something in mind so you Mm -hmm. can circle back to me. But okay. What all right? So we we always hit shot show around the middle of January. Everybody gets all excited. They always say, "Oh, this is coming!" You know, third quarter twenty twenty, blah blah blah. And it you know it takes forever to get the products actually out to market. Mm-hmm. Are there any new products or firearms that you're excited about that are getting close to hitting production dates? Uh, I think so. I think so. I think, there's, I yeah, think got, there's a few. Got any ones you want to share? I, I've got some. Um, I'll, like, I'll, I'll let Clover go first since, okay. you know. Uh, the uh, roller upper from Mean Arms that should be should be hitting here pretty soon. That's going to be kind of that's going to be kind of cool. Um, you know, old school, sort of like HK at a at a AR9 platform. Pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, um, yeah, I just heard about the uh, Winchester Wildcats, the new little uh, 22 semi-auto from them. Ooh, should be, uh, I haven't should be heard shipping. about that one. That sounds awesome. Yeah, you know, the 22, there's a lot. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see because there's a lot of cheap, you know, sub $200 semi-automatic 22s that really aren't that great. Obviously, 1022 is the king, right? Um, mm. And then you've got things like the Thompson R55, and you got some really nice semi-auto 22s, and you get up into the custom full courts and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, it, it looks like the, the Wildcat may be a, a pretty good rival, if not maybe even a little better than the Ruger. So mm. looking forward to that. Oh, that's there. big talk. They're yeah. in production. Well, popularity-wise and and form and function-wise are, are two totally separate things. I don't think it'll ever overtake it in popularity. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, sheer numbers, it's going to take a while just to overcome the sheer numbers of uh, Ruger 1022s out there. I got. I don't even know how many I have. Probably like four or five or six. Sure. How many did you lose in your boating accident? Uh, <laughs> all of them. All of them. Exactly. Um so okay, so on my part, first of all, PSA has several things that are coming out and they're going to happen. And from what I'm hearing, by the end of the year we'll be seeing those things. So there's the Jekyll, 
you know, that they have coming out. Um, Des- describe them, describe them as you go, because, you know, I, yeah. I stay up to date on pretty right. much everything, but just like the Winchester, I wasn't yeah. aware of it. So, there so may the be easiest other way to describe the Jekyll, it's kind of like the SIG MPX MCX type of thing or the BRN uh, 180 that uh, Brownells has out. Um, in terms of uh, the, the, the gas system in there, so you don't, you know, it's not like your typical AR, so you can put a retractable stock and things like that on it, um, except it's going to be a lot more affordable than those. Hmm. You know, so well, the BRN from, from like Brownells is putting out is pretty cool. Uh, Walter had one of those, we've done some videos on it. It's kind of on, on the expensive end. Uh, the SIG, the SIG MPX, MCX, those are definitely on the expensive end. I believe that the Jekyll's coming out at like uh, w- the price that you would get a nice AR from PSA. So I'm talking about like 750, 800 bucks. That's, yeah. you know, that's not, that's not bad. Um, you know, uh, they're coming out with a M- with their MP5 clone. You know, they really, they really have. You know, I've I've noticed a big surge in product development from mm-hmm. PSA over the last couple of years. That you know, when they introduced all the American uh, AKs with cr- you know cold hammer forged barrels, and you know, mm-hmm. just the the quality seems like so they they offer a lineup. And they've got, you know, their Freedom Line. And, you know, you can literally, if you're watching the sales, you can put together an AR for like 350 bucks. The whole thing out the door. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's not going to have a chrome line or melanided barrel or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then they, they continue to step up. And if you're willing to pay, um, they've got some really quality stuff. You know, some that are running FN, Cold Hammer Forge Barrels for ARs and uh, it seems like they've got some really neat products coming out, huh? Yeah, I think that the world is the gun world is PSAs to conquer, and they're actually putting serious money behind it. They're not; it's not just talk, from what I can see. Like I was talking before about people that are just talking things. Um, you know, if you look at their manufacturing facilities that they've that they've um, gathered up, <laughs> if, you could, if you could put it that way, they have some serious manufacturing capabilities. They're getting uh, serious talent on board. Um, you know, yeah, they're not messing around. So, and, and they have this, like, uh, I guess the driving idea that they have is to, ha- is to offer these things, but to offer it at a price that everyone could get into. I know they keep telling me that about the AR. They want to bring the AR price down so low that everyone in America has an AR. Right. Well, I mean, pretty much they have. You know, when mm-hmm. when when they offer the the intro line, and it's three hundred and fifty dollars, man. That's the price of an M and P shield, or you know, just a mm-hmm. everyday carry gun. Mm-hmm. And you know, anybody, and you know, there's people out there. Oh, that three hundred and fifty is a lot of money. Anybody can afford it if you save your money for it. You know, it's yeah. got to be a planned purchase. Put ten bucks aside, man. And, yeah, everything's yeah. a lot of money for everyone. There's so there's so yeah. many scales of like. Um, there's a weird thing that goes on in the gun community. So if all you can afford is a high point or some other entry level handgun like that, that's maybe two, three hundred bucks. There's gonna be the guy who has the Glock that looks down on you, and the Glock is like what five, six hundred dollar, maybe seven hundred dollar category. And if you have the Glock, there's gonna be some guy that has SIGs or something like that that looks down on you. And if you have that, there's gonna be some guy that has yeah. like. $3,000, um, you know, 1911s is going to look down on you. And if you have that, there's some guy who has $20,000 1911s is going to say, you're all peasants. 
Then, yeah, you got, I don't, then you've got guys like me that doesn't care one way or the other. No. I love them all. So. Yeah, I don't think there should be pores. Yeah, you know, and if it, it throws, guns, if it throws out that only, bullet fast enough, it doesn't matter how much it costs. It's still well, taking the, the you only, out. The only wish, you know, and of course, you know, who am I? I'm just one guy with an opinion, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about close friends and, mm-hmm. you know, people that are, that are budgeting for firearms. Mm-hmm. Man, I just like to get a hold of them and mm-hmm. get like five minutes of advice to them before they make the purchase. So if they've got $300, okay, let's see what $300 can buy. Don't mm-hmm. run out and just buy this gun because it looks cool or you heard about it. Let's look at quality because a lot of times you can catch sales and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, just we were talking about the super couponing and stuff. Bro, that's how I get all of my gun stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I'll buy a part here and a part there and like I do it all around the year and before long I'm like, oh, I got two ARs I can put mm-hmm. together, you know yeah. But you're in the game. I think a lot of people yeah. getting those ARs are the people who are panic buying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're if you're panic buying, if you're panic buying right now toilet paper, do you care how many ply it is? Mm-mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> you're not even thinking about that. No, we're already rationing. You're not thinking right about the here. absorbency. Gets one sheet. <laughs> you get one sheet. Here's yeah. for the morning, here's for the evening. <laughs> yeah, but, you know. Uh, but if but, but if you if you're out there buying it on a regular basis, you're kind of now like a toilet paper snob. Right. <laughs> you know, but because I'm you're a, getting I'm the good stuff. A, I'm gonna throw you a curveball. Okay. So and and it, this goes in for the you know that advice. Mm-hmm. So it it always goes back to budget and typically an AK runs a little more expensive than the very low entry uh, AR. Now because nowadays. Now nowadays. nowadays. Yes, yes, it used to be flip flop. Okay, but nowadays. So mm-hmm. you're looking at 350 on sale or whatever or let's say, you know, a quality uh M&P 15. That's a decent quality, you know, for mm-hmm. $500 or an Aero Precision, you know, around the same ballpark. Um but for me, and I shoot ARs probably more than any other platform year round, and I've got tricked out ARs with, you know, Eotex, light, suppressors, mm-hmm. you know, the whole, you know, all the stuff that we do in the gun industry. But your average Joe, they're either going to need to buy like an M4 style that already has iron sights and a flip up back back sight. And mm-hmm. like they got to have something that's ready to go at that price point. But the curve I would throw is for me, if somebody can only afford one and they're not going to have a suppressor, so they're not worried about the quietest platform. For me, it's going to be the AK. Because okay. one, you can stock hunting ammo in the same grain. Now, I'm not saying a 223 or 556 won't kill a deer. You're running Hornet, you know, 77 grain Hornady tap ammo or something. Mm-hmm. But it's not the best choice for taking down deer. I shoot 300 blackout. I've killed two deer in two years with a 300 blackout uh, mm-hmm. using a 110 grain Barnes, and that didn't run far. But mm-hmm. I suppress it. You know, there's a lot of mm-hmm. things around mm-hmm. why I use that. Okay. But simplicity. AK comes with iron sights. Mm-hmm. Out of the box, the ammo is cheap. You can bulk ammo buy, and it's a grain and caliber that you can also use not only to defend yourself but to hunt with. You mm-hmm. can buy one or two boxes of soft point expandable ammo, and there you go. You got a deer rifle. So okay. that's just a little curveball. Yeah. What do you think about that, Clover? I, I'm going to let you jump in on this one. Let's see where you're at. I agree with that. I mean, you could probably go a little cheaper and pick up a used SKS. 
Yep. And the only, and I thought about that before I made the statement. The uh-huh. only difference to me in the AK and the SKS is uh, ease of maintenance. So uh, SKS is not hard to take apart and, and do all that. But I just think the AK is so simple. I can teach somebody how to take it apart, clean it, and put it back together in a matter of like five minutes. Okay. You know, and, and I, I don't. But how is the AR more complicated than the AK? I don't. Then, then the the AR. Uh, yeah. I don't think the AR is. I don't find it more complicated. I, I think it is slightly. I mean, because you, it you, takes you a gotta, little. So let's so let's just go like dust cover on the AK, right? Mm-hmm. That's easy. You could just pop it off. Well, just, actually, I think that's the hardest part. Yeah, really? it's it's easy to get the dust cover off. But it's not so easy man, to slap it back on. Not so easy that's to get it on. Like, that takes a yeah. little bit of yeah. Uh, AR, problem. you push those pins out. Open that bad boy yep. up. It's it's pretty easy. So like, what's the easier part about the AK? Just to like take the opposite side of you two. Okay. Uh, what's what? the easier part about the AK over the AR? Well, for the biggest part, the pieces are larger. One, you're dealing with a, a piston system versus uh, mm. direct gas impingement, and I know that's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. But I do believe there's a little there's a little less. Uh, there's more loose tolerances, I would say, with the AK. So there's so less. Is the piston is the piston um, easier to maintain, install than it is to deal with, uh, you know, gas impingement in the AR? I, I think so because when you when you look at the bolt carrier group, you got the bolt carrier group, the bolt, the cam pin, the firing pin, retaining pin, and remembering how <laughs> all of those pieces go back together. And I'm talking don't about take a new a, guy. don't mess I've, with them. I've never, I've never, I've never. Well, you, you, you can't say that because somebody that's really going to be in an apocalyptic situation is going to have to know how to maintain that. So you can okay. shoot it until it quits, okay. but eventually it's going to quit. An AK can quit. Yeah. So you, you know, and, and we're we're splitting we're splitting hairs here, you know, and I know we're playing the devil's advocate yeah. for. Walter for says we need to do a video showing the number of parts AR to AK. Walter, since you're you're um, the resident expert here, what which one has the most parts, AK or AR? Just let us know right now. But yes, you okay? That is a point. You can, I, I think ARs are pretty easy. But yes, if you start messing it up, if you start messing around with things, it's probably easy, easier. To put an AK well, back together, and, I will, and there I will, again, that was that, that was only one of my sales points. That you know, yeah. ease of but, maintenance but and AK, parts was only one. Well, okay, AKs. I'm going to tell you something. I've done some testing on this. You can mess up an AK. the The idea that people think you can't mess up an AK is not actually true. Sure, I, I understand. But there mm. again, if you're going to use the rifle for more than one purpose. The mm-hmm. caliber choice, you're, you're running a 123-grain bullet that's more capable of a medium-sized large game mm-hmm. than, to me, a 22 caliber is. And okay. I know that's going to upset a lot of people because there's 20 people out there saying, well, I killed a deer this year with a 5.56. I'm not saying it's not possible. Pretty much anything that can take down a human can take down a deer. But – if given the choice, even on the AR platform, what do I use? I use 300 blackout because it's a 30 caliber round and, of course, it's quieter. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Clover. Oswald says, and probably the most prolific caliber, second only to 9 millimeter worldwide. 7.62. Yeah. Yeah, yep. that is that is true. That is true. Um, okay. And we never got but, to so, my so, fun guns. So, so, so but let, me, let me ask you this. Yeah. Is there in America, not about the world, because if an apocalypse happens, you got to walk off the North American continent here to get to the rest of the world. In America, is there more 7.62 than, than 223 or 5.56? No. 
I don't think so. I, th- I think I think okay. ARs. Okay, are well then that's not a good. That's a good. But well, uh, well, that's a negative. I, that's a negative. It, it is. There's a it lot. Is. There's a well, lot. There's though. a lot of AKs and a lot of <laughs> seven six two ammo. It's a lot. I mean, I look at all the surplus. Look how long it's been around. Look for how many years now. Yeah, but think about have had. Yeah, but I'm know, talking about if if we and, have the apocalypse, it's gonna be easier to go into an abandoned gun store. Than to go into some dude's house that has an AK we, we, to look, get his seven six two. There ain't gonna be no ammo in the gun store. <laughs> in a post-apocalyptic situation, if you're not, if you're not willing to plundage, pillage, pillage, plunder, and steal, then you're probably not yeah, gonna get anything. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Well, by the way, Walter says there's more parts in the AR. So yeah, that's true. It's smaller. Yeah, all, all you've got, you know, smaller, like yeah, when you're sure. when you're field stripping an AK, you got the dust cover. You pull the bolt carrier group out that has the piston attached to it. You take the bolt out. I mean, there, there's really not, you know, and 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 there again, you know, me as a gun guy, I don't have any problems with the AR. I shoot ARs more than I do AKs. Mm-hmm. But I was just thinking for you know a guy that's starting out. It, it, there's so much that you can do to trick an AR, mm-hmm. but out of the box. And I even thought of this for myself. I, you know, and I probably shouldn't say this publicly, but but I did think worst case scenario. You know, if this thing starts downsliding, how many guns do I have, and how much ammo do I have today? That's not I need an optic, not that I need a bolt carrier for, not that I need more ammo for. Like today, what could I hit the ground running with? How many people could I arm and how much ammunition I have? You know what? And the AKs were in that lineup. So because okay. they're right out of the box, bro. Yeah, but I'm right gonna I'm gonna and- say I'm gonna say this, right? To just to argue the point on the mm-hmm. AR side, it's gonna be way easier for um for your women and children to run an AR than an AK. Uh, I have to disagree with you again. It's going to be softer shooting. It's going to be softer shooting. It's going to be lighter weight. It's going to be a lighter weight. Right? It's going to be lighter, softer shooting. But you're splitting. I'm just saying, though. It's like, you know, a little kid. shoots an AK. I don't doubt that. My nine-year-old girl. I don't doubt that, but she's your kid. Yeah. You know, she's your kid, right? But she's not a super girl. No, I'm she's, not. I'm not she's saying She's average that. Joe girl. So, you know, and and think of all the what are the the Kurdish? I, I probably can't even pronounce the Kurdish mm-hmm. uh, women's armies. What are they mm-hmm. armed with? AKs. Yeah, well, that's because they don't have any choice. If they had, if they had a choice, they probably more than would be rocking ARs. Now, I think. now. Okay, so we played the devil's advocate back and okay. forth. What is my home defense firearm? Mm-hmm. It's a suppressed 9-inch SBR 300 blackout. Why? Because anybody can shoot it. So yeah. I have to say, you, you're kind of playing into the, you know, yeah. the answer. Mine, mine, is a, mine is an integrally suppressed uh, 300 blackout. What's, your, what's yours, Clover? Whatever is uh, handy and available for anything from a shotgun to uh, What a, side of the bed you're on? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm so OCD, though. I, I have to like everything has its place and I have to have this plan in my head and it may not work out that way because, yeah. I, you know, I'm ex-law enforcement and I know bad things happen quick. Yeah. Um, but, so, you know, I, I have everything in certain spots. Yeah. Um, Walt, Walter has this. Walter's probably mad he's missing out on this argument right now because he'll be having a lot of fun telling me off. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get this in. He says once you bend or crack the AR upper or lower, it's trash. 
Uh, he says, I could fix a bent AK receiver with very simple tools, weld it with some simple cheap welder. That's what Walter says right there. Love so, you, man. Yeah. Um, so far, I haven't bent or cracked any uh, freaking AR uppers, but well, okay. You know. I, on, on that point, though, I do have to worry. Uh, so I've got a transferable M16 that I finally should get out of jail mm -hmm uh in june and um you know I, I had all these great plans for it and mm -hmm. you know pistol caliber carbines are becoming big right now mm -hmm. so i was going to throw well actually the one i i bought is a department of energy so it's got the little nine millimeter upper it's original cult whatever mm -hmm. and um i was down doing a video with eric and chad mm -hmm. and chad says man i wouldn't shoot much nine millimeter through that uh upper and i was like why because i never thought about this and he said a lot of rounds with a blowback design will eventually uh. elongate the pinholes where the firing pin and everything goes and it'll ruin your your lower now if it's a 50 dollar lower that's one thing but obviously uh transferable has some investment value to it but you know bending or cracking is like become a thought process okay. <laughs> in my, yeah. for some for some pieces yeah that seems like a specialized situation though it is it now, is nowadays sure. with ars man at the prices that they are you can you know you know you can have yeah. one for for every day of the week but you know we are mostly talking about the apop apocalyptic mm -hmm. scenario and your average guy is not going to have 10 ars mm -hmm. you know they might have one maybe two and um you want to make sure that they'll they'll run so mm -hmm. can i tell you what my fun guns that i'm looking forward to coming out okay yes look, hit, us, yeah. hit us with it so uh the ruger pc9 charger pistol okay you know the, the yeah. yep the pc carbine has been out for a while Mm -hmm. And I, I really kind of uh, been ad admiring that gun. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's a very affordable uh, nine millimeter. Takes Glock mags. You know, that's always the, the big <laughs> issue. <laughs> um, but you know, they've come out with the with the Charger version. Mm -hmm. So now it's really short and compact. It's got a six and a half inch barrel. Uh, it's a takedown, so you can put it in a in a backpack. It comes with a nine. 1913 uh, rail on the back of it, so it'll accept any of the brace systems. JMAC Customs makes tons of like adapters for the SIG mm -hmm. folding brace and um, mm -hmm. you name it. But and it's got a threaded barrel, and I love suppressed. Mm -hmm. I, I have become a, a kind of a suppressed snob, mm -hmm. and you know all of us in the gun community know it's not ninja quiet. But man, you just everybody you should know, have suppressed. Come on now, every yeah. gun should be suppressed in my opinion. I don't want to take my neighbor off, you know, and th this is real scenarios for me. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I hear my daughter screaming, there's a possum in the front yard that's trying to get in the chicken coop. You know, well, it's 11 o'clock at night, you know, running out there with a 12 gauge. And I don't have, you know, really close neighbors, but still 11 to 12 o'clock at night. They're like, oh, what's that shot? But you know what? I can sneak out there with a suppressed nine millimeter, and boop, boop, you know, mm -hmm. take mm -hmm. care of business and, yeah. you know, save, save the day. Yeah. Yeah, you should. By now, you should have drones for that, man. <laughs> Actually, my brother-in-law has a thermal drone. That was the wildest thing we used for uh, some of the some of the TV footage that we did. And he was playing around. You know, we just did it in color for TV. But he's like, "Hey, look at this!" You know, he's like flying over my cows, and mm -hmm. uh, so I actually uh, posted that to my Instagram. So, if you guys watching want to find some fun stuff, uh, you can find uh, Bear Creek Cattle Company on Instagram. You can also mm -hmm. find my personal one at Will Beatty Official. Nobody can spell Beatty. 
So I'm sure you'll see the spelling on some of some the of us, Some of us can't say it right. Uh, let me see. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up Bear. Oh, you know what? I forgot I can't. I got to figure out why I can't run my phone into this thing. I got to figure that out. I forgot to do it. Okay. Bear Creek Cattle Company. That's the IG, right? Yep, That's it is. That's the main one. Was that your only? Was that your only thing that you're looking forward to? Um, you know, did you have any other? Like, yeah, yeah, okay. I did. Uh, so I, I got a gun part uh, that I'm looking for. So this year I built a ultralight precision rifle, mm-hmm. um, and I used uh, Proof Industries carbon fiber barrel. Um, mm-hmm. I'm blanking on the receiver. Gosh, it was a basically it was a Remington 700 pattern, but I had it custom made. It was really cool, and I used the Iota Defense uh, carbon fiber camo stock and uh, HS Precision bottom metal. Blah 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 blah. Super so light. I built this super light, but then the uh, the basin mount for my scope was super heavy, and you know I was just like ah, I spent all this money to make it so light, and then I just added it for like two hundred bucks, you know, put all the weight back on it. Yeah. Uh, so American Defense Manufacturing, I just saw this, you know, and and by the way, guys, I'm just a regular citizen that's a gun enthusiast. N- none of these people that I'm mentioning names, I don't have any affiliation with them, don't get anything free. Um, but anyway, I was looking at American Defense Manufacturing, and they've really gotten quite a reputation in the industry for building quality optics mounts. You know, they build them for aim point and all this other, yep. and they're coming out with a full titanium uh, scope mount. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see the specs. I've I've got to imagine. So I think I handled that at Shot Show. It was it was they're they're not messing around, man. They've got lots yeah. of uh, titanium parts that they're actually making. Yeah. yeah, and and the other you know and there's a there's a big push to titanium. So um, I, I I do have a good relationship with uh, Michael over at Rugged Suppressors. I I believe I own one of every single can they've ever produced, mm-hmm. and I thought I had them all. And I was down at uh, Quiet Right in McDonough, Georgia, and just picking up something else. And I was talking to the guys. He's like, hey, have you seen this rugged can? And I'm thinking, oh, man, I've got them all, you know. And he hands me the Radiant, which mm-hmm. is all titanium. Mm-hmm. And, like, you put it on the end of the barrel, and I just got it out of NFA jail, and it went on my <laughs> three, my, my 308. But, man, you can't tell that sucker is there. And the only reason I mention that is I see, like, a trend of titanium and, and reducing weight. Uh, in the industry, and I'm digging it, man. Because yeah. carrying carrying around a heavy rifle when you're actually using it out there and you're hunting mm-hmm. and you're you're packing it around, whatever, man. I'm all about the lightweight. Yeah, the, here's the thing: I challenge Walter to make the lightweight AK. Can we make an AK? Can we make an AK out of carbon fiber and titanium? Can it be done? <laughs> oh, it can be done. I guarantee it. And if it can be, it's just going to cost it. a lot of money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I would totally get, listen, I am, I do have AKs, by the way. I am into AKs. So, uh, but I would love to have a super lightweight AK like that. Can you think about that for a second? Carbon fiber, you know, some magnesium, some titanium yeah. stuff thrown the, in there. The only, the only downside that, I, that I'll say that will come with it is just like on, you know, this super light 308, um, you get a little more recoil mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, some of that heavier weight in, in, in the AK, and you were talking about the recoil, you know, difference between that and the AR platform, mm-hmm. you make it super light, it's probably going to kick like a little mule. It'll be yeah. light, but... 
That's the I'm tr- not real recoil sensitive, but yeah. that exists. That's the trade-off. That's the trade-off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Clover, what uh, what kind of? First of all, I know you got a Transformers shirt on over there. Yeah. Yeah. Shout yeah. Out. Let me see. Hold on. Which which one is this? Okay. There we go. Optimus. Uh, cool. That's like an '80s one. Oh, I don't know. It was. I, uh, like, I can't even remember the name. There's a place on eBay, man. That yeah. if you're into retro tees, mm-hmm. uh, dude, they're depending on what you get between like ten and thirteen bucks a piece, free shipping. Oh, cool. Can't, yeah, can't beat it, man. Yeah. So what um what videos do you have coming out here? We've got like ten minutes. So before we get out of here, I do want to like plug your YouTube channel. Uh, I've got what stuff that can the folks yeah. look forward to here. Well, one thing that's kind of neat is uh, on the uh, every Thursday I do the nerd chat, the after hours chat. That'll happen mm-hmm. again tonight. We're going to talk about thumbnails and uh, uh, thumbnails and channel art. Uh-huh. And uh, anyway, last week we did some channel reviews of some some smaller channels like myself and a mm-hmm. few others out there. Um, and I've been in the process of breaking those down because that live stream was nearly four hours long. And dude, <laughs> um, the odds of people watching that in replay were slim. And I really mm-hmm. wanted uh, to get the word out on some of these smaller channels doing good work. So okay, cool. I've been breaking I've been breaking those down into each segment, each channel we reviewed. Okay. And I'm releasing those after midnight my time, uh, my time, three at a time every night. So tell us so can, real tell us real quick. Um, you know, a couple of small channels out there that folks should be looking at if you if you don't mind well some of them have have, you know grace your chat and stuff like that Uh, gorillas and guns was on the Mm -hmm. list Mm -hmm. uh uh, elfsters todd's channel of course we we reviewed his uh one comes to mind called uh, defense dad very small channel Uh, another one uh art artac and daughters the guy and his daughters it's called r the letter artac and daughters Mm -hmm. okay uh yeah, several others. If you go over, if you don't want to watch the entire four-hour, nearly four-hour live stream, just click on that video and go to the description. And I've actually got all the channel links in that description, so oh, cool. okay. people can check out the different the different channels from there. But yeah, a lot yeah. of cool stuff. Um, got you know, with with time off more or less now because we we don't got NRA. I don't have Tulsa. Mm-hmm. We don't have all these things going. Mm-hmm. So uh been working hard on uh, the written reviews and then, the, of course, the video side of thing. Finishing up with the Glock 44. Mm-hmm. Uh, over 4,000 rounds through it. Have one written nice. review, two videos out. Going to do, going to drop an accuracy video on it in the next week. Glock makes a claim. Glock likes to make claims, right? That's the 22. Uh, Mm-hmm. The uh, 22, right? Yeah. Uh, they claim on their website that it has the Glock marksmanship barrel, the GMB, you know, barrel, mm-hmm. and they how do. it's uh, accurate and blah, blah, blah. So I go through and been doing some accuracy testing on it to see what they actually mean by accurate, right? Okay. Uh, overall, know, what do you uh, think about the G? I'm sorry. Overall, what do you think about the G44? Liking it, not liking it? I like it. I like you it. Do. I okay. love it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it, for what it is. Uh, it's not a buck mark, uh, which is my absolute favorite 22 pistol. Okay. Uh, it's not. It's not a Ruger mark. It's not a Smith and Wesson Victory. Mm-hmm. Those are more target, you know, style pistols. Mm-hmm. Totally different experience. Uh, but yeah, for just uh, get out plinking on some steel and stuff like that, it's fun as I'll get out. And you didn't. And I, you didn't. I've had no. No, no big issues. No significant issues okay. except for three. So far, out of 4,000 rounds, I've found three ammunitions that give me problems. Okay. Uh, and that was Norma Match 22. Try to remember which ones it was. Remington Subsonic and what was the other one? Magtech Standard Velocity. 
was the hmm. three out of uh, nearly four uh, over four thousand rounds at this point that I had okay. issues with. Okay, so you would say I mean, and and I recommend people please go to, over to Clove Attack on YouTube and all his other social media, uh, including Gunstreamer, and 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 follow up on it. Uh, but you would recommend this as a buy for folks out there. Yeah, if you're looking for something, I mean, if um, you, you're probably if you're already a Glock person, especially, mm-hmm. uh, and if the you know you're wanting something for the kids that match Daddy's Glock or whatever, mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah, viable. Yeah. Uh, we'll see once I'm done with the accuracy testing. I think that it could be, especially with uh, potential aftermarket parts becoming available before okay. too long, hopefully this year. I mm-hmm. think it probably will be a viable option for some steel challenge and some speed steel matches and okay. things like that. Uh, precision pistol, it is not. And, and I, so I don't expect much out of the accuracy testing. But What do you think I'm about gonna, the price? Gonna go through it. Where are you on the uh, price of it? Completely depends on where you get it. I'm seeing them here. I mean, right now, we're in a screwed up time, right? Mm-hmm. Before all of this happened, uh, I've seen them for right around the $300, 309 319 okay. what about What so. about the receivers? So I, I, I traveled for TV, and I ended up uh, getting my concealed carry permit in the state of Minneapolis because Georgia is not a reciprocal state mm-hmm. with Minnesota. They used the Glock 44. We had to do the live fire exercise. I loved it. And I was like, man, I'm going to buy it right now. And then I started mm-hmm. researching it, and I heard a lot of talk about the receivers, the plastic receivers cracking. Mm-hmm. Is, is there any truth to that? There, I have not had any issues. Now, I, there's two things I'll say about the cracks. Let me check our time here. I don't want to run over. Yeah, we got that. no, no, we're good, <laughs> we're good, Clover. Get, get what two you need issues, to get. Two issues with a 44. Number mm-hmm. one is, and I and I and I heard the same stories. I was hearing a lot of backlash about it's a piece of junk, this, that, and the other. And so, you know, I was totally happy when Glock sent me one to check out because i wanted to see for myself um i deal with a lot of 22 have for many many years uh, and so i thought well maybe some of the issues they're having is because people just don't understand 22 and i got it and the cracking in the slide or whatever it was in the back of my mind so took it out did not notice anything wrong with this thing prior to about 300 rounds at about the 300 round mark i noticed what appeared to be a crack just behind uh, or just below rather the extractor uh, to the rear of the extractor just below on the slide uh, and I pretty much come and glued at that point I was mad because the slide was starting to crack on my you know the, the 300 rounds into this G44 right mm-hmm. about another hundred rounds because I went in and shot it I'm like it's okay it's it's the the frame of the slide is metal so mm-hmm. I'm like Okay, I'm just going to shoot it till the extractor falls out, I guess, basically, right? So um, about another 100 rounds in, I noticed a similar what looked like a crack at the front of the eject- injection, uh, ejection port, if I can talk. Mm-hmm. So basically what looked like two cracks. Um, did some homework, shut it down at the range at that point. I was mad. I was going to call Glock, whatever. Uh, talked to some other people that had the G44s that evening. Looked at some pictures online, hit the gun store the following day, looked at some brand new ones. That's a mold mark. It's not a crack. And what's mm. crazy is I didn't notice it. It was 300 rounds in before I noticed the one little line, and it was nearly 400 rounds in before I noticed the second. But those aren't cracks. So, so some hysteria. Know, some hysteria taken over. I don't know if people are confusing <laughs> that, or at least early, Possibly. right, when, okay. they, when they first came out. I don't know yeah. if people were confusing that for a crack. The second thing is, 
again, I've shot a ton of 22 in my lifetime, ammo and firearms. Um, Hypervelocity ammo, anything through this G44 at 1,400 feet a second or higher. That includes your stangers. That Vipers. includes all of, yes, all of that stuff. Um, I, I wouldn't recommend it. It does not feel right to me. The, the recoil impulse, everything is real harsh to me on it. And I can see if you run a lot of rounds, those type of rounds through there, I, potentially you could have a problem because there's a lot of polymer in that slide. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that's thank that's, you. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, you've you you you're putting out a series of videos on this, right? On what's that? On the G forty four. I've already got two. I've got okay. a thousand round review, twenty five hundred round review, and then a three thousand round written review. Is okay. that on Gun Streamer? Uh, they're or on YouTube. Gun Absolutely, cool. they're on Gun Streamer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, now the written review is on Gear Report.com. So I write. Okay. Them, so All right. Awesome. Yeah. I recommend anyone out there who's interested in it go check that out. Uh, you know, check check out all sides of the data on this. I think um, was there was there something else that you wanted to ask um, on top of that? Well, no, that okay. covered it. Okay, cool. Uh, we're getting close to nine. I know Clover has stuff to do, so um, let's start wrapping up here. Clover, tell the folks out there how they can you know how and where they can find you and what they can do to support you. On, uh, uh, in all more, your efforts more so than the support is the engagement we do a lot of cool stuff over patreon i don't want mm -hmm. to toot my own horn but i work really hard on on patreon i enjoy the engagement over there so yeah there's I think a lot you of cool engage things the living be bejeebus out of patreon well yeah <laughs> Hank, hank's a patron he knows you see all the posts and other things we do a lot of cool things we do a lot of contests um so i'm really appreciative of the support that people give over there and so it's just my way of giving back um Clovertack.com gets you on all the platforms. Hank knows I'm pretty much anywhere and everywhere that'll have me. I've got a presence, so you can usually, whatever your poison is on social media, I'm probably there, and you can follow. Uh, we talked about GunStreamer earlier tonight, and so I do want to pimp out the special series. I do have a GunStreamer-only series of videos. I've got a little project, uh, mainly on Instagram, called the FUD Life Project, and as part of that, uh, little short videos that are going up on GunStreamer's only place you'll find them rare and unique and kind of off the beaten path firearms it's just little two minute maybe videos about the manufacturing dates of the firearms when they were made how many were made you know the, the specifications and features and that sort of thing just cool little firearms so go check those out and support gunstreamer at the same time awesome awesome good stuff uh please get out there and support support clover um, we probably need to have you on here a little bit more and a whole bunch of other people. Probably in that series that you're talking about, smaller channels, we should try to figure out a way that maybe we can get some smaller channels on here more than, you know, I, I think we already try to do that, but maybe we need to, like, do a show or something like that where we get some of those guys, we help some of those guys out. So, you know, I think Clover Tech is doing some serious stuff out there. If you guys support him, I would appreciate that. Uh, let's go to Will. How can the folks out there keep up with you? How can they get their meat? <laughs> okay, uh, a few things. First, I'd like to, to tell you thank you uh, for having me again. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be on with you guys and, and to be able to engage with, with such good discussion for the, for the folks out there. Um, but, you know, to, to support us, uh, there's a number of ways. Uh, one, 
something fun that we're going to do. We, we just, uh, had a recent giveaway on our Instagram. I, I did it both on my personal page, which is our personal account rather, mm-hmm. uh, will Beatty official. And that's W I L L B E A T T I E official underscore official. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did, we did a giveaway there. Uh, we did a giveaway on bear Creek cattle company on Instagram and we had a ton of engagement, uh, for each account, I shipped 24 burgers uh, to the winners, oh, and cool. we're yeah we're going to be doing that again. Uh, mm-hmm. I just shipped that out this week. The con the, the giveaway ended uh, last Friday, and uh, it went out this week to the winners independently. And you know we're going to do that again. So if folks want to help themselves uh, during this time, we would love to, uh, have their participation. It's, it's super simple. You know, I I think the requirements were just follow us and tag a couple of your friends. So we're going to do something similar. Um, so they can, they can look for me and Bear Creek Cattle Company and other, and a number of places coming up. Uh, one, I mentioned this earlier in the show, but for those that just joined, uh, Eric with Iraq veteran 8888 was very, uh, courteous to to invite me to participate in two different episodes one is going to be a five guns episodes picked by a farmer and we also (laughs) we had a gun five guns for farmers (laughs) i can see it now (laughs) yep yep Uh, and there's an ak in there for sure Uh (laughs) nope Okay. That's the no. twist. Oh, okay. Yep, but you'll have to watch to find out mm-hmm. the five that I picked and why. Okay. Um, we also did a gun gripes, and we we kind of talked about uh, you know the the little guy, the rural guy, and how rural America is being forgotten, and and the urban areas are controlling the political venues. So, you know, please tune in uh, via YouTube to the Iraq Veteran eight 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 eight. Uh, YouTube channel and, and watch for that. Uh, also, this Sunday on Shop HQ, that stands for Headquarters, Shop mm-hmm. Headquarters, and they're they're basically a, a direct competitor of the Home Shopping Network and QVC. It's a very similar uh, network, but uh, we do have a regular TV show, and um, that's going to be uh, coming up more and more often. Uh, it's coming this Sunday, and uh, it's called The Sizzle. To find out what channel applies to you, we're on both satellite providers and all major cable providers nationwide. You can go to shophq.com slash channel finder, or if you visit my Instagram, it's not that hard to scroll down. You'll find one of the posts where we're announcing an upcoming show, and it's got the channel guide and all the information right there on our Instagram post and Mm -hmm. Facebook. You can also find us on Bear Creek Cattle Company. Uh, But again, it's called The Sizzle. I'll be on from 9 to 11 Eastern Standard Time this Sunday morning. And uh, you can order your steaks and beef via uh, the TV show. They've got a 1-800 number you can call in or at any time on shophq.com. Absolutely cool. Um, you know, I, I've had your meat before, and I know that sounds weird. Hey, it's what's yeah, that's <laughs> It's good stuff. It's good crazy. stuff. Uh, and and maybe maybe we'll we'll work out something because I know um you know we're we're giving away stuff 
through HankStrange.com. Maybe we'll we'll work with you on a giveaway yeah, or something I'd like love that to, and, and get it out. I'd to love folks. to send some down. I, I think yeah. you need your memory refreshed to begin with, yes, and then absolutely. once once you become re-enthusiastic about how great uh, the taste of Bear Creek Cattle Company beef is, and and folks, if if you never had it, you know beef is not just beef. And I I know we're going to an end here, mm-hmm. but if you will give us a try, I can assure you that you will be well pleased. We've got thousands and thousands of customers. We're just a small family-owned and operated farm in North Georgia. We've just had some very fortunate opportunities, but you know, I'm still the same guy. I'm still out there producing it every day, and I make sure that what we put out is going to represent my name well. Absolutely. Okay, cool. And we'll do follow-ups. We'll get both of these guys back here. I think it's been a great sure. show. Um, let me uh, remind everyone out there, go to HankStrange.com, get up on that email list. We've got tons of stuff we're giving away. I think we're giving away a holster from Sam Andrews. We've got a bunch of other cool stuff. We've got guns, all that stuff we're going to be giving away. Probably some meat coming up that we'll be giving away as well. So go to HankStrange.com, get up on the email list there. Let me drop the end right now so that we can let Clover get out of here. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe, thumbs up, ring the bell so you can be notified. For, obviously, from what YouTube is saying, it's not working so great right now until we get out of this. So in the meanwhile, you know, we're going to be here tomorrow. We'll be here the, the week after that. So just look out for us. Follow me on Twitter. It's the easiest way if you want to be notified when, when we're going up. All right. Any last words, guys? Goodbye, America. Thumb it up before you leave. Thumb yeah. it up. We will get out of this soon. Absolutely. God bless you. Amen. We're out of here. Peace.